forever. Dog. Warning. The following podcast contains barn buffets, smokestack admiration, fun war shows, and most importantly, bad ideas. It's the Never Built Disney's America theme park on today's podcast, The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, the theme park podcast that dares to record meaningless artificial pablum just five miles away from sacred cultural grounds. And by that, I mean Jay Leno's garage. <laughs> I'm Scott Gardner. Hi, Jason Sheridan. Hi. And Mike Carlson. Hello. I'm here. Yes. Uh, uh, Jay Leno's garage to me is church. And would it surprise you to know that just... 24 hours ago, I was explaining everything I know about Jay Leno to Zach Reno. Mm. <laughs> it's an, an, it's Just, not which without a the, microphone present, no not even with our audience having to. No huh? audience, Big Dog Garage included, the obsession mm-hmm. with cars, the all the Mavis stuff we know that it's public record. He didn't record. know any of it? None of it. No. Mm. He doesn't know a lot. He, he had a different childhood. Uh, uh, Zach Reno is a, a friend of the show. Saying the city walk. Uh, he is now. Theme. Well, he saved him. He saved his status by being yeah. interested in all this. Oh, he, he wasn't turned interested. You away. Wasn't interested. Oh, I mean, I don't know what to think now. But it sounds like he sat patiently and listened to you, which is all we ask of anyone, including our listeners. Yeah, right. he sat patiently because you were in a garage in a stacked parking spot, and he had to wait for you to finish <laughs> so you would back out because you were blocking his car. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm done. Uh-huh. Okay, see ya. Uh, so, so yeah, no, I, I just explained that I said the, I said the phrase or I said the sentence, I need to get to Jay Leno's garage within like 24 hours ago. I said that. So you're right. It is a holy experience. Yeah, it is a, well, a, some of our, my funny or die friends or friend mm-hmm. Andrew Grissom, Ryan Perez have been there. They've been to the week. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll find yeah. out. Have we said this on air that that's our, our desire is to get to Jay? Oh, have I, well, I said it yesterday, 24 hours ago. I said we need to get to Jay, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if we've put it out there. I think we have. I yeah. feel like we I'm not have. even asking the audience to do anything because I think it's a matter of uh, just finding the right number. I think we have to find a phone number to his home mm-hmm. <laughs> and just leave a quick message. Well, when we were writing Moonbeam City, uh, my friend Tommy Blotcha just got the desire just didn't even announce what he was doing he just picked up a phone dialed the number for <laughs> big dog productions which maybe we'd been looking up and he just didn't even say the plan just there was a phone there bang 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 a uh, nice woman picked up and uh hey guys uh, calling for jay and she absolutely would have put us through if he'd been there like there was not even right, a right. suspicious who is this right just like uh, i think it was like oh he's i think he's out driving and we, we went oh sounds like jay <laughs> all right well, i'll come back later we need <laughs> yes yeah, show no fear act like you've been there before act like you belong oh yeah there. Mm-hmm. you Always. can use any hotel lobby or hotel amenities if you're casual about it you know absolutely <laughs> <laughs> that's a that is a great thing about hotels in general yeah, yeah pri- you can mill around public private spaces so there's some wiggle room there. a lot yeah. of people coming through as opposed to people calling big dog 
productions, which is maybe not that often. So I think <laughs> yeah. it wasn't that uh, bizarre. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Jay, I've I've seen him on all these podcasts. He does every podcast now. He doesn't look like he's happy to be there necessarily, but that's fine. He doesn't have to be happy to talk to us. Has he not? If he did Doughboys, it'd probably just be like, he's like yeah, I don't really like food. Hey, you know, I don't really like eating. <laughs> well, I gotta find other stuff to talk Scott, about. Scott, I, yeah, I hate to correct you on this because I just watched a full Howie Mandel interview with Jay Leno. Yikes. Where Howie Mandel and his daughter talk to Jay, and Jay explains that what he likes to eat is pizza, hot dogs, and hamburgers. Oh, okay. <laughs> so actually a perfect... Guess. So Look, I don't want the Doughboys to scoop us, but no. I would. I would be. Yeah, happy we'd to, all be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'd be. Well, begrudge. Just like, yeah, no, I'm happy for him. I'm really happy for him. And now they got Jay. And yeah, hey, they, look, they're they're the guys. They did it. <laughs> they're the guys. You know. And then, like you just turn around and you like kick the wall like silently. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Doughboys. <laughs> Oh, it's the be worst better. dreams of your life. You bottle it all up and be, nothing but nightmares. Be better. And I'm slapping myself <laughs> if you can hear it. Be better as podcasters. Um, so, we'll do so it. We'll do it to ourselves. It's, yeah, he pizza, hot dog, hamburgers. He does not eat vegetables. That's what I was. Yeah, he has odd habits, I know, and he doesn't drink coffee. Yeah. We're, okay, we have to put a stop to this. <laughs> I, I, I knew I was getting myself in the yeah, trouble with a problem when you reference. bring it up. What I was saying was, it's, and it's actually true, we are... The distance from <clears throat> Jay Leno's garage this is going to help people find us, uh, but we in what direction? That, that I can't say. Uh, we are the same distance away from where Jay Leno keeps all his cars as uh, the, a Civil War battlefield right. was to today's topic, which is Disney's America. <laughs> we are celebrating... A very happy Fourth of July weekend. Oh, I talk. Yeah, yeah, aren't you? I yeah. absolutely no. I think we're all we're, everything's going great. We're, everything's we're feeling great. We're optimistic. This episode was recorded in April 2022. <laughs> uh, it's fitting we're uh, talking about a canceled uh, Disney project. Right as, uh, you know, Disney's America. Right as America, America is wrapping it up. <laughs> coming, to a, coming to a stop. Um, yep, yeah. Uh, they, they got through their, uh, their, their process happened a little, a little faster. This was a, yeah. uh, a project that was announced, uh, planned quietly, announced, and then taken back very quickly and I feel like this is a big one. This is like a, a big part of lore that we've yes. never talked about. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. I feel like it hasn't even come up in little ways on the show so much. Yeah, here and there, but nothing, ma- nothing major. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't tackled the whole thing, and probably also one of the biggest unbuilt projects. You'd have to think. Yeah, a completely um, separate part in a place that does not have a Disney presence. Exa- yes, as opposed to Westcott, right, or like some idea of a Disney World park that wasn't done. Yeah, this was their idea to enter into a whole market that they clearly have not entered right. into. That being near Washington D.C. in Virginia, and uh, if you live around there or have been there, you've noticed there is no Disney park it, there. It really is it boggles the mind. Like if if this would have been built and had been a success, like would they have just started building parks five miles from other historical sites around the world, around the America? <laughs> Like, There's a lot of places where uh, horrible things have happened. That's right. And, and maybe the land is less desired and it is just uh, fields and mm-hmm. as opposed like, hmm, 
the, I, I'm trying to think how often. I believe the Alamo is just kind of right next to like a, uh, a TGI Fridays. Like I, I remember being shocked when I went there. Like, oh, that, it's here. Like I thought it was out in the middle of a field somewhere, but it's yeah. kind of right near uh, bullshit. Is uh, yeah. what I recall. But usually, yeah, there's some. You know, they're out in the boonies. These sites mm-hmm. of terrible things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, who knows what would have happened if Disney had this had been a success. Been little parks everywhere. Uh, I, I, my dad mentioned this a while ago, and I asked him about it over the weekend because I knew we were recording. And he said, "Yeah, your mother and I were really uh, looking forward to this park." Uh, and I was like, "Oh, because it would have been two hours away, uh, two hour away <laughs> drive." And he's like, "Well, that." And we had joined the vacation club by this point, <laughs> and you know, we also, you know, we liked going, you know, we to the museums and stuff in D.C., but. Uh, almost more importantly, you could just do a. He's like, you could do if you're going down Virginia, you just do a loop. You hit a Bush Gardens, you hit a uh, King's Dominion, and then you could have this. And I'm like, oh, th- this is where it comes from. This, this is, is where dad. I got wow. it. Yeah. yeah. So wow, absolutely proximity. Proximity. <laughs> it could have been a way worse idea, and he's still been like, well, that being said, we can hit all the parks. I'm sure there was just like a 500 word, like you know piece in the like yeah no he was section in the philadelphia inquirer or something he wasn't reading the detailed descriptions of the leaked pamphlets and things that we presume which i have have. into (laughs) yeah yeah no there's there's a lot of odds and ends out there and a lot to to parse through um including i I know we were all checking out the executive summary of rezoning application am i right folks which I learned is essentially just the brochure uh, reformatted to be 28 eight and a half by 11 pages uh, with like two paragraphs on each page because executives are not the brightest. <laughs> Don't like to do a lot of reading. Yeah. You read the, what's the name of it again? This is uh, the executive summary of rezoning application when I was just searching for Disney's America documents and uh-huh. it's... Kind of the same concept art that's everywhere else. There's just a little more detail about the uh, uh, economic benefits and the environmental impact. Gotcha. Okay. But okay. it is like 20, 20 pages with maybe a few paragraphs on each page. Most mm-hmm. of it big pictures and the description of like, you know, Ebbets Field <laughs> recreated. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So a lot of dry copy, which we'll yeah. be reading in full to you, the mm-hmm. listener. Uh this is let me I'm going to I'm going to say a strong phrase that I think is a fra- like I was like I recall people saying this and if I google it are there results about this and and this is not necessarily an accurate phrase of what this park was but it certainly went around and that is the idea that Disney was going to build a civil war theme park. Right. <laughs> yes. Definitely was said it got boiled down to that like that was the broad strokes if you weren't paying a lot of attention to it. Yeah. Not really accurate but a little a li- that would have li- been kind of part yeah. of it certainly yeah. not the only part of it not the whole park just the nighttime spectacular <laughs> just yes their their phantasmic was battleship real battleships it was a real battle the mary mac <laughs> the, the mary- monitor <laughs> That is one of the most. That is insane. one of the weirdest things. There's so much of that, all the know, weird boy. things. First off, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. This is probably the darkest source material, <laughs> American history, the darkest source material for a Disney attraction. <laughs> 
It is darker than with Snow White, yeah. where a girl is poisoned. And, the uh, ride was too scary. <laughs> oh, have you ever been a Latin American country trying to have a democratic election? You don't know fear. <laughs> the the thing is, though, for like guys like Eisner and of course Walt, like uh, American history was like a such a fun, <laughs> vibrant story. That was like less dark than uh, the the history of the X Men or something. Like, yeah, yeah, it was just all yeah triumphs and there was some sadness, but just ultimately, grizzled guys out on the frontier. Yeah, so so ultimately, you know, these guys were like, yeah, this is the best source material ever. This would be amazing. They pulled a lot from. I mean, Americana in history mm-hmm. was always a part of Disney's TV. Yes, and of course, movies. And the parks, because there, of course, was American Adventure and Hall of Presidents yeah. by then. And and I almost feel like if we like it, this idea probably made more sense to us kids who had been to the parks and stopped to appreciate the oh yes, well they tell the tale yes. of a, a burgeoning nation. And but if you didn't know that they had done anything in this regard at all, you probably just went. Huh? What are you talking about? Like, and they're going to get that so wrong, like unbelievably wrong. Yeah, and they and they probably would have, but then some of the trouble seems to have come from going too overboard and saying, you know, it's going to be warts and all. We're going to show all the warts, and then you go, why do I want to go on a vacation and see all the warts? Go on rides about warts. Yeah, it gets tricky because it's like. You know, there's probably room for the more fantastical version of American history if the most of the population understands most more of it, understands more of what actually happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head, Mike, because I, I was using the phrase Americana in my notes, too, because it's dead on for Americana. Like, it's dead on for the uh, high school history book version the kind of rose color, rose tinted lenses version, you know, of of stuff that you often see at museums or um, battlefields or national parks. That that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rah rah superhero version of yeah. American history. We aren't gonna we aren't gonna start talking about Howard Zinn, are we? <laughs> the, the, <laughs> that the kind of episode we're doing. I truthfully <laughs> only ever got a few chapters in in college, and I did not finish. Okay. No, but no. I look. I we're not talking about books. We're too dumb to read books on this podcast. Except for Jason, who reads books. I have books, a couple book who reads sometimes. Usually <laughs> they're lords paper- it over <laughs> us. Yes. Usually they're paperback books or mystery novels, and he's reading them at a pool. Finished but, a, a Greg Rucka thriller an hour before I got here. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> all that to say. Is that somehow better than describing uh, everything you know about Jay Leno to your uh, semi-listening yeah. friend? I don't know. You, The listener can be the judge of that. Yeah. Um, but yes, all that to say, you, you enter in a weird thing where it's like, you either do, a f- the fun version is what like, people on vacation want to do but then you run into the problem of like you're really making this look like in a way that people like you're not making this realistic you're not showing anybody so if you do that then uh it sucks because there's a horrible tragedy and sadness and (laughs) monster atrocities committed in the history of america so like how do you how do you make that work you can't make that work and it especially doesn't work when we really learn the soft version of all this stuff in school so it's like it's impossible it's like an impossible equation to make the the complete correct formula. I think so. And I think they only started to get worse at figuring it out as they yeah. went. But I think this is the, 
you know, the the history of this has gone over a lot, and we'll we'll certainly go into it. But what I would like to bring to the table, and just to mm. you know, what we can do, I think, especially about Disney's America, is really think about. Would we have liked anything here? <laughs> would anything, would any aspect have worked? Because I think we'll try to piece what we can yeah. from concept art and from what the brochures said. And we do have to remember this is Imagineers on fire in the mid 90s. We're getting checks from Eisner. Sure. And yeah. it seems possible that there'd be a thing or two. There's absolutely something we yeah. would like. In yeah, this. yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, uh, oh. yeah, I'm. Uh, as far as thrills and chills and imagineering, <laughs> when you see some of these pictures, you go, well, this looks like it would have been a fantastic ride. Yes. And so, some of them, it would have been a fantastic ride without the context. And then some of them, I think the context was fine. I think it's like, oh, yeah, that seems like it would have been in Epcot or that would have been somewhere else. And Sure. Yeah. If it, was, yeah, if it wasn't, look, these like patriotic attractions in previous parks like Epcot got to come out without being scrutinized by a bunch of historians and people mad in newspapers and stuff. And as soon as you run anything through that lens, it's, it all seems sort of awful. And also if, if I could add like in an alternate dimension where this got built, you know, we'd all have been there. We all would have. Oh, your yeah. dad was already making the plans. Well, we this other version where we've all oddly been to uh, this air, this part of Virginia to Prince Andrew <laughs> County. Is that it? Uh, uh, we where we've been there a ton, and uh, that's like a big part of our life. Well, every once in a while, we got to go to Virginia and right, go on yeah, the Industrial yeah. Revolution. They <laughs> oh man, I think about in our lifetime. How many moments in in uh, our past, the recent past in in history uh, history sense, how annoying this place would have been after yeah. the 2000 election, uh-huh. in the uh, aftermath of 9/11, in the patriotism uh, flourish, the Iraq War, any presidential election, and nowadays it would just be a war zone. <laughs> oh I my mean, god! Just picture the the beat red like used car lot guys just going like keep all the parks closed but you gotta open to america like in the middle of covid <laughs> do we what are we? come on there would have been a there would have been a break-in and an attempted coup for the closed park if it had remained closed during covid people oh, would have yeah, broken yeah. in yeah. in the same way there would have happened there a yeah. shaman who broke into the disney's <laughs> sure. america and Sat in the Industrial Revolution car, waiting for it to go. <laughs> go, make it go, yeah. make it go. That's a quick thing I don't want to forget about. The the closure, this park, they were estimating it would have been closed two months of the year, and then they bumped that up to four months of the year. Well, that's the final blow, I yeah. feel. It's yeah. like, well, yeah, that it just not feasible ultimately, weather wise. And they got it wrong the first time they looked at it. Yeah. Um I also just want to say this is not this park is not in Prince Andrew County. This is in Prince William County. <laughs> I very unfairly Somebody, somebody's got uh, named this uh-oh. area of the country after I didn't even think about the it. Disgrace. Uh, we are recording this on the day of Ghislaine's sentencing. Yeah, so that's maybe what got on the brain. That phrase was bouncing around, but let me not disparage this place as being Prince Andrew County. Haymarket, Haymarket, Virginia, adjacent to the Manassas Battlefield, the site of the first and second battles of Bull Run. Yeah, Hmm. the first major battle of the Civil War, seemingly. Um, So they ended up 
there. Well, so, okay, why does this uh, happen at all? We are in, uh, we set our scene in a post-Euro mm. Disney world. <laughs> Eisner is still enthusiastic about expanding the theme park empire, but wants to figure out how to do it cheaper. Yeah. We cannot keep making increasingly more and more expensive and fancy magic kingdoms. We have to find a way, and in an effort that eventually turns into, I don't know, it's like a club where kids go. <laughs> it eventually gets whittled down to that, but at this point in time, Maybe. it's like, is there a way to do kind of a halfway, a place that's nice, but let's be reasonable here. I was like, what if the Disney store sold you a grilled cheese sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> what if you could buy paintings near a Disney store? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if you could learn uh, about timeshares near a Disney store? The Disney decade starts up here and then gets to the timeshares. <laughs> I don't know. Also like America. Disney really yeah. the the rise and fall of Eisner's. It's gonna Empire. be very similar, yeah. Uh so He's trying to figure out what are different types of regional experiences that we can do and different types of markets that we can cut into. And I think somebody in the operation encourages him to go check out Colonial Williamsburg. Have you guys been to Colonial Williamsburg? Hell yeah, check? brother. No, I have not. <laughs> oh, multiple times. You saying I, I, I would have been in this as a kid or even now. Um, I have been to the... Uh, Betsy Ross's house multiple times. I've been to Ben Franklin's house multiple times. <laughs> I think four times to the Gettysburg Battlefield, the Valley Forge wow, Battlefield, look at uh, this. Plymouth Plantation. Uh, you just it's it's just in the air. It's just if you grow up in the Northeast, it's you know a long weekend trip or it's a day trip or it's your field trips. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, yes, uh, Plymouth. Uh, Williamsburg was usually lumped in. It's very close to Bush Gardens, and it's mm. a little farther from King's Dominion, but still. You do that with the family, that run yeah. of stuff? Right, yeah, right. yeah. And as a kid, what was your... Were you into it? Did you think this is the boring stuff? I want to go back to Disney. I mean, I was a pretty nerdy kid. I was a pretty bookish kid, and I liked the historical stuff. I did like it, but I knew it wasn't Bush Gardens, and I knew it wasn't Disney World. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this isn't... I like this, but it's not Disney World, and it's not that my Hanna-Barbera friends aren't here <laughs> like they were a few days ago. Where's um, Yogi? <laughs> so if you combined Williamsburg into some rides, I mean... Yeah, yeah this is, you are the yeah. exact target audience, age-wise, yes. demeanor-wise, interests-wise. You're the target audience for Disney's America. Um, so, part of Colonial Williamsburg, not just that it's this preserved historical town and it's got the little activities and here's what life was like back then, but also you can stay there. That was a trip I did as a kid. Like you can stay in little mm. cottages and like in a in a colonial house. So Eisner starts thinking, how do we do this exactly near them and mm -hmm. undercut them? You know, the mini premise of California Adventure, which is like, what if we have all the things California has, but we have it? And right. then they, maybe people don't do the other thing, not realizing you can't replace the ocean or, or Hollywood in general. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, they start looking into that, but weather is the first thing. They Ironically, weather is the first thing. This isn't going to work, and it wasn't near enough to an airport. That's a big thing for them. So they look at a lot of sites. They land at in the Washington, D.C. area, and because that's a big hub and is the fifth biggest tourist market at the time, right behind Vegas, and it was kind of underserved in a theme park 
fashion. Mm. So makes sense. They go to Haymarket, Virginia, a town that was entirely set on fire by the Union Army in 1862. I was bugging me why I knew that term. The Haymarket. Yeah, right. The Haymarket Fire, I guess. The Haymarket Fire, yeah. Because it should be noted the Union Army lost both battles of Bull Run. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, well, as they, well, yeah, I'll say that later, but yes, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of things represented where the right side did not win. Yeah. Uh, um, well, and to that, uh, okay, so the, the big thing in the area, the Manassas Battlefield, Battle Bull Run happens here. This is the place where Tom, uh, these, uh, uh, General Thomas Jackson became Stonewall. That uh-huh. name happened because they held firm. And it was a place where 868 soldiers died. Sure. Horrible bloodbath sure. place. But Disney doesn't build there. Let's underline that very mm-hmm. strongly. Okay. Disney is not building on top of... The this, battlefield. Yeah. yeah. This will come up uh, many times. <laughs> uh-huh. They instead choose a site that oddly is owned by Exxon. <laughs> Exxon is part of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they bought a bunch of land there. I don't know why nobody was mad that they bought a bunch of land there and then was mad at Disney instead. But uh, so so they did. They buy up all the land secretly, repeating the Disney World's formula. The, the mm-hmm. sure to succeed again now <laughs> formula of not being transparent yeah. about the biggest company in the yeah. world buying up land and what it might do to the surrounding areas. To get it cheaper. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, in, a, in an instance of, you know, history doesn't always repeat itself, but it does rhyme. Universal's epic universe being built on land that was once owned by Lockheed Martin. <laughs> so oh. these three companies. That's what that was? Yeah. Wow. Huh. It's like all these companies buying houses now. I mean, I think just bad, evil companies buy things all the time. <laughs> They're just buying land. They are owning trading as much them land, between each other. Trading them between each other. Yes, and exactly. And we only like it if they build fun rides there. Otherwise, right. we look down on the entire thing. But there's one thing you could do for us, and that's a ride where the monsters uh, come out. We will hug the boot and not be mad at it if, if we go, woo. Like, if we can go, that's what we like. (laughs) (laughs) Then we're not mad. Um, So, they buy up this land uh, and start the plans of a... Now, here's where we, I think, where we start to go awry a little bit. This is a park. It's definitely a park, but it's also just kind of a general resort facility that'll have a couple of things. And Mm -hmm. I, in, in judging, would this have been good or not? I saw that... Uh, Disney spokesman described it as a six to eight hour experience. This is a red flag. This Mm. is like, because they tried to open MGM Studios that way. And they, and in a way they were kind of hoping maybe they you might get away with it on some of those cheapo on early California adventure or the Disney studios, Paris park. Like it's fine. Right. It doesn't have to be a full day. It doesn't have to be an eight to 12 packed with a hundred rides. We can get away with that. Can't we? The answer is no, they can't. Yeah. It would be interesting. I mean, when the parks are close to the other parks that are much better, that's extra bad because it's, you have something to compare immediately compare it to. But I guess I don't know if it's some if it's in a new spot. 
Oh, if they're resetting the what expectation. Your expectations and if this is like are. a this this hybrid that's like a, a living museum right. or something. And, Perhaps. And the, and the idea seemingly is that it would be, or at least what they suddenly started saying once they got caught and people were not immediately thrilled that they were moving in. It was like, well, this is like, well, you do... This and then other stuff. Then you take a bus mm-hmm. to Gettysburg, yes. and then you get like it's one of five things, and you'll still do the real history. You'll do the stuff. Yeah, maybe Don't you worry. stay at our hotel. Maybe that's yeah. a deal we can cut. To put it in perspective, <laughs> the budget allocated was six hundred and fifty million dollars, which is one one point zero five billion in modern terms. So this park would cost two Rise of the Resistances. Uh, that is well, about also uh, $650 million at the time. That is half the budget of Euro Disney. Oh, boy. And okay. I believe they alluded um, in the Defunct Land video, which everyone go check that out. It's a very good Defunct Land about this, that like Disney's already starting to see the budget overrun in Euro Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I th- and then it becomes a counterpoint to everything that's happening that they're trying to sell you on. They're trying to sell Virginia on, we're going to do what we do, and we're going to do it here. Well, what about what's happening in Paris? Haven't you lost a billion dollars? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a whole weird hey, uh, cultural Chernobyl. Look, they started throwing eggs at us. What were we going to do? Uh, and then they really ended up in the same... I mean, for Eisner, who... This is like a kind of a one-two punch of his dreams of yeah. affecting the culture, right? And like leaving not just some frivolous park, but like something that <laughs> matters, that's a part of the fabric of the society where we, he was like trying to be this, this kingmaker and culture effector. Right. Which I'm sure. Yeah. Cause he, he want, you know, he was, he was doing the intros for things on Disney TV. And so he yeah. was kind of at a Walt, a little Walt, idea that he was Walt and he's going to do the same thing. Uh, and basically what he meant is that a bunch of people would go here and leave with a plush of Donald Duck in a tricorner hat. <laughs> That's essentially <laughs> what he's going to do for the world, the world with this park. But I, I'm sure that is the the reality. But I'm yeah, sure in well, his head, yeah. it was I, yes, no, very head, fantastic because he loved. He wrote a book about how much he loved going to summer camp growing up. Yeah, he loved Chautauqua, the adult education place that was a big influence on like the Disney Institute mm-hmm. uh, being built. Yes, he his he book had, about summer camp. Imagine book about summer <laughs> camp. I'm trying to figure is. out if he know it's the the audiobook's only four hours long, but it does say abridged, and I can't tell if he reads it. Are you upset by the abridged? You want I, the full well, thing? I'm a completist. I like unabridged. I I you know well, especially the, listening to audiobooks. I'm yeah. sure the things missing might be the photographs. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I want him to describe photographs on the book if he would if he wouldn't mind. Yeah, here's me in little uh, shorts when they when we <laughs> swam. We had to wear little red shorts. In previous years, they made the boys swim naked. I'm not sure when the policy changed. Only the Chicago boys <laughs> were comfortable with it. They were told this will make you feel at home. <laughs> Strip naked. The Chicago boys did it without asking, <laughs> without being asked. There you go, the Chicago boys. Said, "Is this is this what you want, sir?" They said, "This is the Chicago way." Chicago boys, there they go, stripping naked yet again. <laughs> um, so, 
here, you know, and we could do this in any order we want, but just, you know, because there is all of the, there's the back and forth at how this was perceived mm-hmm. and, and the fact that this, they were not welcomed with open arms and, and a lot of people were mad and it didn't get built. But what I, I just want to make sure that we devote substantial time to what the hell was this yeah. going to be? Mm-hmm. Because you do have concept art, you do have some breakdowns of what it is. There's even a whole other version where it all changes a little bit. But just to because we have to ju- as theme park fans, we have to judge this as a theme park or whatever the hell they were going to try to call it. So sure. let's let's step through these things yes, and yes. does this do these things sound fun to us? Sure. Um, you enter through and also if anybody you know, I, I have the brochure in front of me. If there's any. <laughs> particular copy or anything anyone wants to read sure. uh, um, but let's we start our journey at uh, Crossroads USA meant to represent the 19th century uh, it's their main street uh, it's where you enter the, the vivid tapestry of American history an 1840 train trestle bridge marks the entrance to this territory and supports two antique steam trains that visitors may board for a trip around the, the nine territories that's one right. thing to point out it's not lands it is territories mm-hmm. Disney's America has territories yes and there's a train there's a steam there's two trains Mm-hmm. So Jason has to be like, well, at well, least there were two trains. Two trains. Yeah. And there's steam, of course, because it's back in the old days. So it's still steam like the Disneyland train. Oh, there's steam. You're a steam. fan of steam. I'm a fan of steam. Uh, I'm not really wild at how dirty everything looks in the concept <laughs> art. Or just how many gonna... pictures have smokestacks in there? Like, ah, imagining America. Get some smokestacks in there, my man. That's an important point. I mean, are we seeing industry way back in the background? Is that is that so. the, uh, the rise of industry? You're right. It does seem, yeah, this town is not, Crossroads isn't a good town. Like, any old town is not good. Like, there's, you know... Like, well, like people are like horrific things happen every day in Crossroads USA in yeah, reality. But, you know, when uh, th- this art maybe is too indicative of what it would have been like by the time this, you know, got p- fully planned and built, it would have been a much, I think, shinier presentation. They sure. would not really let this look like it might have been mm-hmm. back then. This There's a Disney, uh, the Disney coat of paint that would have absolutely been here. And then this and all the smoke would have just been, I think, steam. It wouldn't have been putting smoke into the air, but in putting steam in it would have looked cool. More steam. Can't complain steam. about that. There's a Burbank Water and Power that just pumps, like, it looks like Constantly. steam out. It looks like the world is ending, literally, from the five. <laughs> like, if yes. you're looking at the five. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that is. No, never Maybe asked. it's smoke, maybe never it's steam. It. I don't yeah. know. It looks scary as hell, but I forget about it. And then when I'm go- coming out of Flappers, I see it again. Flappers Comedy Club, Take where Mr. J. Trips to Flappers. When Jay yeah. performs at this place called Flappers, right by... <laughs> Uh, downtown Burbank. We got boats uh, putting around. You'd like that? Hotel rooms. Yeah. So this is the Colonial Williamsburg idea, where there there's lodging here. There's little there's little suites to stay at. So we still at this point have not had a proper hotel in the theme park. This is the first time that there are going to be scattered. And this is, this is actually a little interesting. In a way, like Grand Californian isn't really staying in the park. It's right. staying on the border of the park. But this would have truly been like you. Had, there's an upstairs room above the the Tricorner hat shop. Shop, yeah. And you stay there. Like people <laughs> actually, 
which this this gets you into that Westcott territory yes. of you're in a Disney park that is closed, and then what do you do? That's weird. And don't you have to pay admission to get in? So it's so going in and out is weird. Like, can you? It would just feel weird to like go down to the Walgreens and then come back and have to enter a Disney park at two a.m. Yeah, it's a good. I, I bet that there would be like one turnstile or whatever you would call it now. You call it what do they call it now that it's not a turnstile? It's not a touch point. A touch point. A tap point. <laughs> what the fuck? A tap point. A t- well, turnstile is, in, is that indicates you're turning because you're put using that like uh, mechanism that like is used on a subway. But uh-huh. now that it's just you tap in at, at Disney World, I'm talking about. It is a okay. It's a touch point. It's a Jason's right touch point. Oh man, that we gotta use that all the time. Touch points. <laughs> we're gonna use that phrase all the time. So yeah, so now that it's a touch point, there would be one lot touch point line open at all times uh, that you would scan in, and it probably would start like at six a.m. or seven a.m. is when like the new day would begin. Mm-hmm. So I bet your ticket lasted from seven a.m. to uh, to the next seven a.m. Okay, I, yeah, I, yeah. So my, this is a guess, mm-hmm. but yes, it would be funny like going to that touch point at 4 a.m. if you wanted to leave the park and come back or there might be a different exit for the hotel you want to see peter pan today well first you got to stop at the touch point (laughs) hey quick stop at the touch point oh my my magic band isn't scanning at the touch point (laughs) okay yeah no we'll uh no i'll be there yeah just uh like 315 meet me at the touch point (laughs) 315 at the touch point yeah, yeah, three fifteen at the touch point. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Is there only one touch point at the front of the park, or are there touch points anywhere that you use a band, like getting on a ride? I think any of them are considered touch points. But they're only touch. Only Florida has touch points. Uh, we are supposed to be getting magic bands out here. Yeah, magic to, band. We've been oh, no, no, it's we've, complicated so. enough. I don't want these you're, fucking. You're things. anti-magic band. I think I isn't it more complicated. It's, you'll still be able to use your phone app. Okay. I think if you want, you'll have the choice to use your app or Magic. All Band. I know, yeah. I've, I don't, I don't know much about this. I just know that in my periphery, right, suddenly everybody's got these wristbands at Disney, and suddenly getting into Disney World parks is a two months ahead of time. Oh well, that's insanely a different, complicated operation. That's a different these don't story. go together. These are. Uh, I don't think that has anything to do with the, with Magic Bands. Magic Band is actually. I mean, it's you know, it's tracking your every movement and your heartbeat, and uh, it knows everything about you. It knows every touch. Point it knows your deepest fears at. and your deepest desires. But other than that, it's really kind of a pretty easy way to get your fast passes and then to to use a touch point to get in the park. So I don't think maybe I'm, that complicates it so much. It actually makes it a little simpler from having to fumble with your phone and get your fast pass out because like your fast pass is immediately just on your magic band. You just scan it and okay. Yeah, and I guess go. that doesn't sound so bad, but mm-hmm. their association with touch points makes me not a fan of them yeah. sure it was the last time i was there did at least once a day mine and my fingerprint not work and they had to come f- flag someone down with an ipad and go like okay do it on the ipad all right and one more time and let's try one more time and and then eventually it worked i don't want to get onto a big tear here Uh-oh. however the theme park thumbprint operations oh we haven't even why why it's probably a whole episode but like yeah yeah, universal a mess never does it work never and why do they need it how is this better than showing an id or just showing that i have a 
fucking ticket for their parking. So I like, paid for. Like Lockheed Martin owns the patent on like a thumbprint tech or a fingerprint technology. Mm-hmm. They were having dinner with the president of Universal Resorts. <laughs> they made some sort of a shady five hundred million dollar deal, and that's why we have to like be uh, uh, go through like police questioning or police IDing to get into Universal now. Uh, yeah, I don't really know the answer to it. Uh, Disneyland, just what they look at our annual pass and they see if our face looks the same. Mm-hmm. That's all they do. So uh, seems like it works. There's pro- look. Is there a Mission Impossible uh, way of breaking that code by printing a complicated mask and putting yeah, it on? Sure. Probably. However, I mean, that <laughs> seems like generally the brief look at the face does its job. T- you know what? It is weird. Like here, touch this point. Touch this dirty little point. It's a dirty little point. A thousand <laughs> dirty people point. have <laughs> touched it before. Put your finger on the dirty little point <laughs> and scan into Universal Studios. Um, yes, it is weird. It's yeah. uh, Everyone has touched it. You know everyone has touched it. It's weird. Everyone <laughs> has no choice but to put their dirty little finger <laughs> in this one little area. And there's not even room to move around. It's so... It's so stuck in this one. It's like not even a big area for your uh, uh, finger to imprint. Well, it's not. In Universal, it's different. It's uh, uh, feeling poles. You got to put your finger on the feeling <laughs> oh, oh. pole. Yeah, right, right. Let's <laughs> not confuse the brands. Uh, uh, yeah, so I am not pro fingerprint, but I am mostly pro magic band. Okay. I would and touch say. point? I love the touch point. You love touch points. It really points. makes it opens up the space when you're going into the park, I feel, in Disney World. Love the uh, touching points. Um, so unclear how the t- if the touch point system would have been figured out for your stay in Crossroads, USA. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The next in my list is um, oh here I'll go I'll go off of their brochure uh, President Square which represents seventeen fifty to eighteen <laughs> President Square I don't know why that makes me laugh so much but it's it feels like, like Baker Square it's like Baker Square it just feels like the Simpsons version of it mm-hmm. we're going to President Square yeah they they kind of inadvertently with this pitch came up with the America Town restaurant from the episode of The Simpsons where they go to Tokyo oh. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it feels like the parody of it for President Square, even though it's not even that funny of a, it's not that funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm laughing. Um, well, the idea, I mean, a place where like, I mean, it's like Avengers Campus, okay, but here that, you meet all of the presidents. Right? Hey, John Tyler down here, <laughs> Calvin <And> Coolidge. <laughs> Calvin Coolidge is wearing his casual outfit on Thursday from five to nine, and then he changes back into his presidential suit. Is like, that first term Grover Cleveland or second term <laughs> Grover Cleveland? <laughs> wow, Andrew Jackson's wearing footy pajamas. The presidents operate on like a baseball team's uh, system where it's like, well, on some days they wear their home uniform. Some days they wear away. Other days they wear throwback. Uh-huh, you sure. Know? <laughs> From the future. Well, they're, so been, uh, they're dressed as angels as they are today in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> 
Was there any? Um, there wasn't. Was there was no talk of uh, 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 keeping President Square in a tight timeline like Galaxy's Edge, right? Where it would only have been fifty years out of all the all two hundred plus that America's been around. It's only the newer presidents. Only the newer presidents, uh, which is everyone's favorite presidents. Yeah, right. They were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we can all agree. No matter what side you're on, the best presidents have been the last. Only four or five. The, yeah, oh, yeah. Only the best. Um, <laughs> the uh, well, yeah, not a lot of newer stuff. Now that you say that, <laughs> I guess not. I uh, uh, well, here. So the President Square celebrates the birth of democracy and the patriots who fought to preserve it. Okay, so that's that would yeah that would take you up to the mid nineties, not <laughs> so much today. Uh-huh. Uh, through the magic of audio animatronics technology, guests may uh, meet these American heroes in Hall of Presidents, yeah. the Hall of Presidents. Residence is here, and potentially, according to different sources I saw, that's just it's fully moved. We robbed well, I the people that. of Disney World. Maybe, really, Maybe, it's yeah. possible they could have done a, a copy, but that's a lot of robots to remake, <laughs> rebuilt, or replicate it. They mm-hmm. they hadn't gotten that hadn't far con- in yeah. the decision making process. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, if they if they had to ship them all. And then what would have gone there? I mean, that's still like you would. Would you retheme the whole like Liberty Square in Disney World? Because yeah, what do you do? What's there? the point? Maybe if it's something not... fun. No, 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 not not Never. fun. That's not what Walt would have wanted. Something fun. <laughs> I'll say it for us. Let's say it again. Sleepy Hollow Dark Ride. Ichabod, Legend of uh, Ichabod, uh, uh, of the Headless Horseman, well, Chase. Sounds good, man. But there's not room for that there. I mean, that's a good idea for a ride. Well, maybe. Yeah. It's a big theater. It is a pretty big space. You knock that out and then mm-hmm. anything. I guess if it's a smaller dark ride, maybe. Yeah. If it's like a toad size or That's Fantasy fine. Man. Yeah. Hey, Madcap. That's not bad. Hey, that, they shared a movie, and- Ichabod and Mr. Toad. That's yeah. true, yeah. Yeah, Madcap. Yeah, Spider-Man and Transformers fit into pretty compact sound stages. I bet they're bigger, though. Maybe I'm wrong. They probably are. Okay. Well, we'll take a look. <laughs> uh, very strongly. Yeah, put the put the headless horseman in everywhere. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, that is a good. That's a fun, scary property. S- surprise! He's not in this park. That's like a fun. There's not a lot of American folktale stuff or tall tales. I would say zero. Yeah, it's, it's all not- literal. Yeah, like why not? Why did they need to decide on that? It's only. It's real historical figures in yeah. history, yeah. and that's it. That would have maybe gone away quickly, too, once the park was opening in a huge disaster. <laughs> They're like, oh, bring some fun in here. Uh, well, cut, cut one of the president's heads I, off or something and say he's the headless horseman. I, I feel like they'd get trapped, like with Hall of Presidents, with this park in general, and like the Hall of Presidents now. They can never demolish it where people would be apoplectic. Well, they can demolish it right now. The I Hall think. of Presidents? I think they could maybe demolish it now, right you now. You think so? I think so. Well, yeah, because think about, it. like, who's going to be like, whoa, cut, they're taking it out because of Biden? Yeah, I don't think... I don't think anybody's fighting that. Look, I voted for the guy, but... Or, they're, you know, you're, they're tweeting about it, and then that's the end of it. Yeah, no, no, no. There's, I th- I, that's my feeling, is that, like, they're not gonna, there's not going to be too much if they go, oh, by the way, uh, it's closed. We're working. We're repairing it again. Oh, it's taking forever. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, you know what? By the way, oh, some parts. Oh, we don't have them. Oh, oh it's over. It's gone. <laughs> in an unprecedented move, we've teamed up with our competitors at Universal Studios for the Hall of Presidents presented by The Minions. <laughs> <laughs> the Hall of Minions. That sounds good. Keep hey, the bodies, good. minion good. heads instead. Yeah. Keep them in the fun 
And you got like, yeah, you got powdered wig minions and 1920s minions. Yeah. Hall of, it could be the Hall of Precedence, which sounds even worse. <laughs> that sounds like there are there are titles of what comes later that are about as dry as the Hall of Precedence, I would yeah. say. Um, also, uh, recent history has shown us that precedent means nothing yeah, as opposed a, to vibes. Jason, as I, as, as, I, as I made the light joke, I went, oh, what a dark thing to say right now. <laughs> let's get out of it. Let's get away from it as fast as we oh, can. Oh, good. Right well, now. we'll get away from it and right. go into the Native America Oh, section. come on. Oh, Do we skip it? Do we skip it? Oh, no. Okay. All right. No, let's, well, no, let's we dwell. There's an insane it. detail in it. Okay, yeah. That kind of undoes whatever good intent was there mm-hmm. is that in the middle of the native american section which uh i believe would at least partially hit on the trail of tear like they didn't say it would hit the wildest thing is that what they were going to put in native america was a lewis and clark raft ride mm-hmm. which, in yeah. native america what uh i guess they were like well those are some fun that's some fun America IP is Lewis and Clark to throw in there. So let's do We can that. all look. Yeah. Hey, they're making a fun movie about them with the <laughs> Chris Farley. <laughs> That's right. Is that way? No, they're, they're like equivalents, right? They're like. Yeah, they're not. No, they're not Lewis and Clark. They're like. But thereabouts. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, these guys are going to be hot. These car- these real life people were going to be hot. Well, soon. probably if anybody's mad that it's Lewis and Clark and there's bad things in that history, we'll change it to the almost heroes characters. Right. Do we, <laughs> as soon as that's a big hit. Do we know the names of the almost heroes characters do we dare look it up we don't uh feel free i'm, I'm going sure to look it up fascinating and and you could keep you could even keep talking and if it's Yo, not good i won't even say it if, if it doesn't make me laugh i won't say move it move on to the uh not fully cooked civil war fort. uh-huh <laughs> the next not fully cooked land um okay yeah so this is all right the civil war fort allows guests to experience the reality of a soldier's daily life Fun inside. Yeah, that, okay, <laughs> yeah. Let's real quick. <laughs> In the two hundred years ago, <laughs> why? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's the the problem with these. The, you go to the fields and you think about, you reflect, and you're mournful, but you don't get to find out like how bad the shoes were they had to wear. These, this is an experience that is solely for going to as like a historical site. Somewhere yeah. as a kid, you're like a little, as like Jason was saying, you're a little antsy for a real ride, but like you were like trying to like put yourself back there. But as a kid, you can't visualize what like going through horrors are like. Like, which is why, look, the it's probably inappropriate to put it there. But the Lewis and Clark Raft ride is something. Like, is there has there been one thing in the list so far that we were like, oh, sounds oh, good? Oh. Well, the, the raft- train, a train, but there's train boats, they've had yeah. trains train, before. I like honestly, I'm pro the smoke coming out of the stacks. You guys you're, were anti. So you like the you walk in and see a lot of smoke and you're excited. Yeah, so uh, it reminds you of going to flappers. Reminds me of flappers, and I like the idea that there's a, a chimney sweep. It has to go up and go to work. Uh, so, yeah. So, at least, yeah, the raft, there you go. At least, yeah, that will uh, right. give you a Something. little thrill. Yeah. 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 Reality of a soldier's daily life. Not so much. Then we go into Disney's Circle Vision 3D, 360 uh, to transport you into the center. I mean, first of all, it loses me right there. I don't know how you guys feel about these 360s. I think these are all bummers. I think this is a genre of bummers. I'm probably making somebody mad. There's one that I don't know is kind of a little fun i like the timekeeper one but in general those are like 
I have to stand to get when you're a, a child, the most tired being on the planet, and like I have to just hold a rail. <laughs> I don't get to sit. Yeah, you can't. Oh, leave. They're I'm so high. mad at the 360. They're too high to lean for a kid. Yeah, it's That's awkward. Yeah, do I put my my little soft neck on this, <laughs> or do I do I just sit? Probably somebody will yell at me. Uh-huh. I certainly don't sit on the rail because then somebody will definitely yell no. at me. Probably my mom. Mm-hmm. I hate the. I do. I did not like. We've never talked about a 360 movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm sure I saw a 360 movie when we when I was a kid and we went to Disney World, but I, I have seen them as an adult. And it's a great, it sounds great, doesn't it? It sounds fun mm-hmm. to have a 360 movie. But the reality of it is it's superfluous. It doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. Show me what you want me to look at. I don't need to be jerking my head back and forth. Yeah. That gets old after like two tries where you go, oh, I can turn around and I can see behind. You, then you start, you stop doing it. Because they do kind of direct you a They do. Little, because how do you yeah. not? I mean, the filmmaker given that assignment is like, okay, yes, but... There's a reason why you point one way when making a movie. Yeah. I'm going to kind of yeah. sort of guide this in one direction. It should be like the IMAX where it emerges. It should be like 270 or something. <laughs> 280. Mm-hmm. Not 360. We don't yeah, need all the degrees. Things, we don't need all the degrees. It's too many degrees, folks. Too many degrees. Uh, I, I like them okay. I don't give them much thought, and their hours are so odd nowadays. I haven't seen them. Yeah, I don't need him to go away. I'm just, yeah. I don't make a, a point of them. <laughs> I think it was Jason kind was of <laughs> killing two birds with one stones back in the day where they could develop a new technology, test it out, put it somewhere in the park where they can build the theater from scratch. Um, I think at their best, these sorts of like theme park movies, like Impressions to France, they end up a little odd. Like they end up absurd or, or, or unique, like, an, like they've stumbled into being an art movie. Mm-hmm. But then at their worst, they're more like, um, oh, I was telling you guys earlier about Harmonious Live, and I thought the actual show with all the singers and performers and stuff was great. There was also a weird short film in there narrated by Kristen Bell. That's one of those Disney things oh, no. where they try to use shots of people from many of many walks of life doing many activities and they try to have something for everyone but not offend everyone and there's just a bunch of nothing really yeah so it ends up becoming like a thing an alien made so i think that (laughs) here is a book report about humans and earth (laughs) but all that said uh they might have been onto something because eventually the gettysburg visitor center built a massive new visitor center which does include I don't think it's a full circle vision, but like a 180, like. Uh, okay, kind of I like film. 180. Sure. 180 is healthy. good. I think it's okay. longer. Yeah. It's longer. I could use a few more degrees, honestly, because then I'm really immersed more. Sweet spot yeah. is somewhere. 180, not 250 enough. 250-ish, 240. Too many. 240 is where I feel like it's right. Mm-hmm. But I 180 is good. I'm into 180. Okay, we're getting there. I see. Yeah. This boy, if there are circle vision stands in the audience, we have lost them all. I, I think Jason honestly it was it gave the biggest insult to circle vision by by saying I don't even really think about it that much. Wow. Oh, that's so dismiss. I mean, that's, that's so dismiss cold. That's like <laughs> Chuck. Spoiler alert: Better call Saul when Chuck tells Jimmy, you know, he doesn't care about him. Yeah. I don't even oh, care about you. Really... Oh, I thought you were going to say I paid them the biggest compliment. No, no, you I were probably dismay- do like them the best. <laughs> no, I know, but, but the way I you can't said it. remember <laughs> outside seeing. The, I think I saw the Canada one like eight or ten years ago. 
you know, yeah, yeah. I would rather have people talking about me in a slightly negative way than somebody go, I don't even think about him ever. You want to be negative? Ooh, have you guys seen Fantastic Planet? No. Uh, don't get me started. I don't, know what that, I don't know what you mean at all. It's the movie that's in the Land Pavilion, where the uh, oh, Lion yeah, okay, King okay. environmental movie used to be. Oh, yes. Oh, and where Symbiosis yeah. Uh, was. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, oh, that's... We, I mean, clearly, we're playing in the territory of all these things. Mm-hmm. This is what this park is going to have. Oh, yeah. Uh, all my favorite aspects of all these. Uh, uh, so, yeah, you get to go in the center of uh, Civil War combat. That's great. And then... Uh, the outside, you may encounter an authentic reenactment of a period battle. More battles. Okay. I mean, at least, I mean, yeah, this is something it could be potentially be somewhat historically factual. And also, I guess, is something to look at if I'm mm. just basing it uh, purely on like, you know, something visually interesting. Whoa, that guy had to throw down his fat back and hard tack to like start firing <laughs> his rifle. <laughs> mommy, mommy, the soldier's hard tack. <laughs> Can we get hard tag and fat back? <laughs> no, Jason, we already have some at home. You know that. <laughs> you have We're always your... <laughs> stuck. We get them in bulk from Costco. You have your hard tag at home. Oh, this one's coughing a lot. <laughs> oh, no, he's the sick one. He Look stubbed away. his toe. He's on death's door from Look stubbing away, his Jason. toe. Look away. This is too real. No cure for a stubbed toe at that time. <laughs> um, writing a letter to his wife on the battlefield. This but, is the end of I. That's how he talked. But the bit, the big centerpiece of this is alluded to earlier: a thrilling nighttime spectacular <laughs> the, uh, based is, on the historic confrontation between the Monitor and the Merrimack. A real life battleship <laughs> battle that is being presented as a spectacular, as their so, phantasmic or their like. You know when Universal had one that was like a ripoff Miami Vice, like oh, that was yeah, the yeah, first yeah. one in Orlando. Is like the fake Crockett and Tub. These uh-huh. like guys with the ripped shirts are gonna ride around in speedboats. In this one, it is real. It's warships this is firing fun. at each other. The lights are out and. It's time for the reenactment warships to start <laughs> shooting the hell out of each this other. This is funny as hell. Yeah. I don't know yeah. who didn't, even if it was just presented and like, and then at night we sit and quietly watch a reenactment of the battle of this. Like, even though it's just a different presenting pres- mm-hmm. uh, presentation of it versus, and then prepare to be dazzled by the lights and spectacle of two battleships as they shoot colorful fireworks out of the top of their... Whatever they call them. Of Merrimack-tasmic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at those battleships. Like, here we go. Like, it's crazy. It looks like these two parts of the country aren't getting along. <laughs> Let's see how it what goes. What are we going to do? Uh-oh, there's an alien, that jumped, an alien woman that jumped over to the bushes. <laughs> Hello there. I oh, turned well, brother against talking. brother. <laughs> Look out as these two battleships dazzle you with a firework display like you've never seen. America was nothing but love until <laughs> I showed up. I planted the seeds of hate in this otherwise perfect nation. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't even know what they're fighting about. <laughs> I this just like to it's hard to tell. Fight. I'm not sure. We've stumbled on the best twisted idea for this whole place is explain away every bad thing that ever happened in America with an alien woman that won't tell you her name. <laughs> Uh, which, if you don't know what we're talking about, we did an episode on a Epcot show called Splash Tacular. Splash Tacular, yeah. Uh, where an unnamed, like Rita Repulsa type, 
pops out of the Epcot bushes and wreaks <laughs> havoc on Mickey and friends. Who are you? None of your business. <laughs> I real quick side note. I completely forgot to text you. Uh, and I guess we should really do this on Second Gate, but I have to do it now. Mm. So we we talk about on this episode, and this is a good ad for the the Second Gate. Go to Patreon.com where we have a bunch of bonus episodes. But we talk about how Mickey has guards in this particular Epcot show, and they have Mickey oh, silver yes. like big chrome, chrome Mickey's on their chests and on every limb of their body. Yes, they're on stilts. The intense, which we made, we posted the videos of guards and then i'll stomp stomp yes stomp. and it's so crazy because like why does mickey have guards and why are they like he's comfortable with his face being like the image as they use like their mickey f- clubs to beat people like season seems a little uh, uh very dystopian dystopian and grizzly here's what i noticed as i'm driving by the disney lot on the gate instead of spikes they have little mickey Heads. oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. yes <laughs> so that's in the real world if you try to get in there you could get impaled on mickey's metal head but i made that point in the episode that the you know the the, the soldier should have told mickey i think you're gonna want a spear right yeah the impaling is gonna go better right with a sharp point i don't care it's my face because he wanted it's to the bludgeon. brand of the thing we wanted to bludgeon is what i, I said bludgeoning is better uh, but They'll yeah. try to climb the fence. They'll bludgeon themselves. <laughs> if you bludgeon them, they can't have an open casket funeral like Goodfellas. They <laughs> choke Pesci's mother and Goodfellas. They'll leave uh, ugly corpses. <laughs> but I drove by and I was like, oh my God, look, look, it's little metal head protecting the protecting the empire with his metal uh, weapon. With this, and it seems more friendly. Which one? What's that? It seems more friendly than Spike's. It seems less. Oh, like, yeah, I yeah. Guess. Here, come on it? in. Come get a closer look. As it rips my chest open, it is yeah. seem nicer. You're right. <laughs> as I as I fall on it, trying to scale the fence. God, I, I have not thought about how funny that is. <laughs> it's yes. so funny. Protecting the border with big, blunt Mickey Drive heads. by, if you're in Burbank, drive by the Disney Studios and see yeah. <laughs> Mickey's face protecting the Empire. <laughs> Mickey's head, I should say. Wait, this is so, again, let me, all right, look, I looked up some, some stats. If you can believe I didn't have the Civil War stats already in my brain. Uh, the, the, the battle this is based on, uh, this is the first time that uh, ironclad warships mm. fought each other. Right. After this, there were no more wood ships. Everyone rushed to build their warships out of iron. Um, and it was considered a draw. However, the Confederates lost seven. Seven mm. soldiers died. Union lost 261. <laughs> Jeez so it's please. a draw where astronomically more of the side that I feel like we are uh, rooting for. I think that's right. I, think uh, that's I, I believe you are correct. Uh, so, so yeah, it was a, it was a, historically it's listed as a draw is what you're saying, or they were going to present it as a draw in the Disney show. I think well the the ships uh, in real life, the Monitor and the Merrimack both survived. Okay, so that's why. So it's that's a, con- it's considered a draw. Now, oh yeah, sure, we lost. <laughs> 200 yeah. more people but human beings but if you're just going off of ship numbers it was mm. a draw so which is maybe look this is an issue that they have in general with this but with anything civil war and the part if you're depicting something where the confederacy wins yeah that doesn't feel great certain no. battles they did so sure. that's gonna come up right yeah. or this it's like maybe that's why they picked this one Okay, we ha- uh, we know that the nighttime spectacular has to be mm-hmm. a real life ha- battle where human beings be. with feelings died. But 
We, all right, well, can we soften the blow by at least making it not a sweeping Confederate victory? Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying here. Yeah, that's a... It feels like uh, people really rack their brain to try to, f- to solve this equation of like, how do we... And, it, they, and still, they came up with one of the funniest things I've ever heard. It, I feel like Eisner... This is, it's, it's, this, it's that great Eisner hubris where he didn't think there was the possibility of a wrong answer. Yeah. This yeah. was still... He had not had a... He, it, it was all hits at this point. Mm-hmm. So he's like, whatever it is, is going to be great. We He just kind of threw out, we got to blend history and fun. Figured out, you will, you always do. Love you, Imagineers. <laughs> this came back. Love it. Mm-hmm. Merrimack-tastic. I'll be there front row. Never occurred to... This might be weird tonally yeah, right yeah, out of yeah. the game. Yeah. I believe he said he thought they'd be like picking them up and putting them on their shoulders like they'd be celebrated but the reality is when you just in the metaphor when you throw something against a wall to see what sticks there's going to be stuff that doesn't stick (laughs) maybe there is no sticking yeah or sometimes there's no Mm -hmm. sticking. in this case truly that is the end of the story there was nothing uh, stuck um did i say by the way that this is all this thrilling nighttime spectacular is uh over Freedom Bay. <laughs> this is that aspect. Another of it. like Simpsons joke or something. Yeah. yeah. Freedom yeah. Bay. Oh, yikes. Uh, so, yeah. So, I really was the idea that like there would be like purple fireworks or something shooting out, or were they going to, I guess, keep it realistic and it would just be like plain. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, just the like the colors of flares, like right? What shot out of the Titanic, which what to would try be, to get people to rescue them? Yeah. Red. So would they be red or would they be yellowish? I suppose. Like, uh, I mean, I guess the boat battle at the Pirates of the Caribbean looks pretty good. Uh, you're right. That's a yeah, good point. That That's exciting to be between for okay. 20 minutes. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but but I yeah I guess I'm saying like. It feels like it feels like this would be a Disney fireworks show mm-hmm. because they're not going to fight. Like it's not real combat between two subs. <laughs> it has to just be explosions. Oddly, the monitor and the Merrimack fired all kinds of colors <laughs> out of the shit that was built into these new warships. Well, the pa- and weirdly, they fired it up in the pattern of one big circle and two tiny circles. Oh, wow. Okay. This is historically accurate. It's closer to like that penguin sub from the Batman 66 show, probably, where they could shoot multiple colored uh, weapon mm-hmm. or weapon charges or oh, whatever. Now that'd be a, a, a water spectacular. Oh, oh boy. yeah. Um. So this is straight. The Civil War aspect is very strange. Can, can we think of like, what would you put here? Say you're an Imagineer and Michael Eisner is just like, like he, he threw the words at you that we just said and he was like, figure out what the nighttime show is. And you're like, try, like what would you, what could you even possibly do here? It's I, over. Okay, well, go for it. I was going to say, I got it. Based on something I've done in the past. It's 4th of July every night. Yeah. In the same way, yes. it's New Year's Eve every night in Pleasure Island, Fourth of July every night at Freedom Bay. That's great. Yes, Freedom, where Done it's always Fourth of July. Uh, Philadelphia always they shoot off their fireworks down by the Delaware River, mm-hmm. you know. And so, like, there's plenty of cities and towns that shoot off the fireworks over bodies of water. The best fireworks for the fireworks I ever saw were it might have been in Cape Cod or somewhere, but where they they used old 
like old war cannons and that was part of yeah. it and that was neat that was cool yeah, that's all yeah. you have to do it doesn't have to be a real battle that's insanity mm. and also they were going to have the, the I think the next one in the order is an Ellis Island kind of area which I think would have had a Statue of Liberty sure. so why is it not just fireworks over the Statue of Liberty why did it ever enter anyone's mind yeah. that a real battle has to be portrayed yeah yeah I don't I don't know because again it's filling the role of Phantasmic because that was the language they used we have not brought up one possible way to take this, which is that all of the soldiers are Disney characters. Well, look. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <Gee>, Chip. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, Scott, you would have been an award winning editorial cartoonist in 1994 with that <laughs> idea. Because there are some very tedious uh, newspaper cartoons from uh-huh. this time period of like. Uh, Mickey like shitting on the Constitution or something. <laughs> oh, if you have that, send that to me, please. Oh. I would like to see that. Here's an amendment for you. <laughs> this one's for you, Gigi Allen. I think was there one with Abraham Lincoln and his big stovepipe hat and some Mickey ears on it? That's actually pretty fun. That's pretty cute. That's kind of cute. Every possible, every mo- monuments nobody cares about, they're putting Mickey ears on it. Yeah. The worst defiling they I, could ever. This is what they want to do. Literally put a Mickey hat on everything. They should have gone the other way. As I said, they should have like uh, uh, justified everything by just making them all Disney characters and completely rewritten American history. <laughs> <laughs> in the to most have perverse. involved a lot of like uh, giant fish and crabs mm-hmm. and uh, yes. <laughs> uh, living candelabras. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of the yeah Beauty and the Beast characters would be involved as well. Um. So uh, the we the people. I, I'll read. Can I read from the the yes, brochure yes. on this? Framed by a building resembling Ellis Island, we the people recognizes the courage and triumph of our immigrant heritage from the earliest native settlers to the latest political refugees. This, I think, they actually, like, it does sound a little um, severe for a theme park, Mm -hmm. but this does sound uh, nice. It sounds uplifting. It sounds inspiring. It's Uh, not... Again, nowadays, half the uh, chunk of the country would be apoplectic about this uh, idea. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not presented like it's not doesn't say like you're going to go on a rip roaring ride through the immigration process or something, which is uh, it doesn't seem right. Like the spectacular. The, yeah. I'm saying that. Yeah. They're, they're presenting it in the right way. I mean, or in a, a more Ellis Island way. was just like, do you not you don't have consumption? Okay, good. Your name is now uh, Stephen Harry Stephen. Uh, <laughs> on you go. <laughs> Stamp. Well, you're right that this might have been just kind of a nice, like, subtle uh, nod to the immigrants who have added to the fabric of America. But then you have to, then there was the turn that happened at some point in time where it was, uh, we're doing it with the Muppets. It's going to be the Muppets. <laughs> yeah. There was the introduction of the Muppets. Which maybe I don't know, which could, I even am seeing somewhere said that that's inside the Statue of Liberty, that you go see oh, a 3D that. Muppet. In the immigration movie, yes. Really? I missed this I completely. Mean, now we're talking. Well, sure. Was it Statue of Liberty? Is it like Miss Piggy? Um, no, I think <laughs> it is the normal Statue oh. of Liberty from the outside. Okay. But you go inside and it's full of riffraff. How much better if that was like a six story Miss Piggy Statue of Liberty? Um, yeah. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> but again, the offense that might have been taken by. 
Yeah. You have my, you've put mouse ears on Lincoln and put a pig's face on a woman's face <laughs> uh-huh. on this gift from France. Right. Is, where is the biggest fake Statue of Liberty? Is it in Vegas? Oh, that's interesting. Is oh, that, that New York, big? New York? Hmm. Or is it like a Lego one? Yeah, right. Is there, because I always, I don't know that I ever thought about it in the theme park way, but I always kind of was fascinated by the end of Ghostbusters 2 with the Statue of Liberty walking around. That's your that maybe that's your spectacular. The end of Ghostbusters oh, 2. Oh, now okay. Jackie Wilson. Oh yeah. That would all be awesome. Yes. I love the end of Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, yeah. I don't know Disney doesn't own it or whatever, but I don't know, figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. And I mean, figure out how to make a giant Statue of Liberty that walks around. Oh man, Afterlife 2, do you think the Statue of Liberty is going to walk again? It's a little Easter egg that the fans might recognize. Do you remember <laughs> that there was a big Statue of Liberty? <laughs> somebody, they go over to the Statue of Liberty, there's a big, like, a, somebody put a big sheet over it, and they pull it off, and they go, oh, it's the Statue of Liberty. I remember it from the second movie. Oh. <laughs> I mean, the second story I heard. I think it's Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, we'll see. I mean, yeah. we're giving this idea away for free. Mm-hmm. So, yes. put it in there. Which de- which dead people will be reanimated in the next? America's dying to know which there's bodies no will be puppeted around. There's no t- there's no telling. Uh, uh, so yeah, Statue of Liberty walking around is gr- is a great idea if they could figure that out. Yeah, well, I don't think they were going to do that, but yes. No, I know. I'm saying yes. your your they idea. Should have done, yeah, they, they should have sure. done it. Something with the Muppets, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Um, sure. I mean, they do have that history thing now. That's fun. Um, where do we go from here? Enterprise. We're, Enterprise. Another oh. extremely grim, <laughs> darkest. <laughs> the Lewis and Clark and the, the Industrial Revolution, two of the actual rides, probably two of the grimmest. <laughs> but, guess, yeah. but the Industrial Revolution ride that took you over like a big thing of lava might have been cool. So yes, I, yeah. it's like about all right. So it's it's industry and ingenuity and innovation, the old factories and blah. But then yes, you're you're probably the it's the only thing in the park that sounds kind of exciting. Yeah, the industrial revolution, a high speed adventure through a turn of the century mill. <laughs> that juxtaposition, but that's great. That's what you like about the, like the yeah, This is yeah, what we yeah. don't get anymore. Yeah, this is what we'll never get from Disney or Universal. Well, yeah, this original IP here, it's the, where the IP isn't a Marvel movie. It's right. the Industrial Revolution. Right. It's a time in American history. Great. It's a concept. It's an idea, and it's a thrill ride based on it. Yeah. Fantastic. Like, I think fantastic, honestly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd be excited about this. And then, as you said, culminating in a narrow escape from its fiery vat of molten steel. Yes. That they kept pushing this at every turn that you and you come face to face with a bunch of <laughs> molten steel with a big pot. Like I'm not sure that this was like something that would happen on a, a daily occurrence at a factory where like your head would just breeze by well, I mean you get on close the factory, I, think. I guess that's true. People were probably getting killed because of unsafe labor conditions. Yeah. But no one wanted to build the 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 ride, the triangle shirt with factory fire the escape it's <laughs> a good point ride it out <laughs> that literally they would have had to figure out how to square that circle where it was like the ride is about you almost dying in a factory 150 years ago <laughs> which is a very real possibility if you lived yeah. back then 
Um, yeah, in one way or another, yeah. Yeah, Either so... you gradually die from whatever you're breathing or with your... Yeah. Uh, your encounter with a fiery vat of molten steel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I wonder... I, I always... I'm always... I'll say this. I don't know if I've said this before. I'm a sucker for when they do, like, either steam and water with light behind it to make it look like it's some sort of fire. Like oh, the, yeah. Like on so Big, Big Thunder, Thunder yeah, on the, when they updated it out here... And I've seen it, uh, I guess, Harry Potter, uh, the dragon, when you get blasted by the dragon. Well, I'm, I'm probably saying this because it's like, these are more steampunky, but it's in the, that makes it in the world of 1800 stuff. But I really like in Disney Sea, Journey to the Center of the Earth and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. So if it was anything like, like, that just makes me think, okay. We know Disney built cool stuff with 1800, or that Geyser Mountain probably yes, would have been yes, cool. Yes, yes, I think this would have been pretty great. I like yeah. just knowing that if, like, if you if you try to imagine the vibe that unbuilt things had, or or things that were built have, or and Big Thunder is kind of an 1800. Like, mm-hmm. I think this this one with with that team at that time would have been uh, pretty fantastic. Sure. Yes, yes, it's got all the things that like people who like this stuff like in 2022 you go i can't believe this is here i can't believe they made this thing it's legitimately fun to go on the effects are cool like it just checks it seems to check all the boxes yeah that that of something we would be like well that park was a terrible idea but you know what that one ride (laughs) the industrial revolution ride was really good and you're gonna love if you like this if you like that orange light with the white, like, you know, fabric blowing to simulate fire. Mm, You're going like to love the mascot yeah. of Disney's America, Mrs. O'Leary's Cow. Oh, and yeah. And the antics Mrs. O'Leary's Cow gets up to in do Chicago. You, do you think, though, that, you know, that Disney, if, they, again, this was a success, they could have built a whole O'Leary's Cow amusement park in Chicago area at this point? Oh, with I mean, like Clara Fireland. Clara Fireland. is Mrs. O'Leary's Cow? Or she's friends with Mrs. O'Leary's oh, Cow. Oh, she's friend. Okay. And she like does something <laughs> to help or hurt. I guess help. She would yeah. have to help. She doesn't start the fire that burns down most of Chicago. It's cow town. It's a place you meet yeah. a bunch of cows, some fictional and one real. Yeah, horse is there. Horse, horse collar, uh, uh, and the other yeah, trying you know. to sleep with the cows. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. trying to make love to the like various all cows. Horses That's right. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um. You then get it. So, so here we. That's something. If nothing else, if nothing industrial else, industrial revolution. Uh, you get to a, a ride where you escape poor conditions at a right. horrible fact. like a knots ride. Oh yes, <laughs> that, is, that's another yeah. great one. Yes, misery. I don't know if it would have had that aspect of, that you you look at hundreds of people with horrible lives. Yeah, yeah, and they're not sure. And those knots rides we're talking about, which are Timber Mountain Log Ride and the Minecart. Is that a, I never remember the full name of it. What is it called? Uh, no. Calico. Calico. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, you see animatronics of uh, people who probably are like 30 years old that look 80 from the, the hard lives they've lived. They look miserable. They're like, it's really, it's legitimately, they're both scary, I think, especially if you're a kid. Yeah, and they creak. They're so rusty. They're rusty, and that's an accident. They're genuinely <laughs> scary. You worry, like, this tunnel is too narrow. If they have to get us out of here, it's going to take a long time. Yep, you know, yep. We're going to need Jaws of Life here. Uh, but that at high speed, great. I th- So now I'm thinking maybe we're, we're cooking with that. We'll see if we take that into 
uh, Victory Field, which is simultaneously... I mean, they name-checked the Wright brothers early on in the descriptor, but then it's also kind of... So this is 1930 to 1945, so it's it's Wright brothers, it's early flight, but then it's also World War II, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know... I don't know what World War Two attraction is. You at least are in. You're in the territory of exciting aerial ducking and diving, but kind of with the specter of this is a real bunch, thing. A bunch of Nazis. But, There's Nazis. Mm-hmm. Talking about Nazis. Yeah. Which though, I guess in their in their favor, Nazis have been, you know, portrayed in media and fictionalized so much, even though. Nazis in a Disney park is probably not a good idea. It's yeah. certainly been portrayed more in a variety of ways. Well, I think they skirted it mm-hmm. because I saw one thing that said uh, one of the concepts would have been the world's first dueling inverted coasters, and it would have been called Dogfighter, and it would have been biplanes. So we're back in oh. World War One, baby. Ah. Just the Kaisers. The troops. Do Americans know why we joined World War One? No, I don't. Uh, I know we got in pretty late. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. So uh, Pay more attention to two glazed over one. Bunch sure. of weird old inbred royal families fighting each other over territory. That's what I think it was. Uh, Could Snoopy be on the ride with the World War One flying ace? His one uh, that was the character, right? I mean, yeah. Oh, the Red Baron. Yeah. yeah. I think those theme park rights are booked up. Wait, but. wait. Red, Red Baron was the same as the World War One Flying Ace? Wasn't there, those are two separate characters. Am I wrong? What? Wasn't um, the Red Baron, though? Wasn't the Red Baron who the World War One Flying Ace was fighting in Peanuts? Oh, he's not the Red Baron. Oh, he's he's not. And you never Red saw Baron. the Red Baron? Am I incorrect? I think I'm, I'm not 100. Oh, I mean, I'll look it up he here. Was the Red mm. Baron. Red Baron... World War, I mean, you talk amongst yourselves while I do this. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm seeing Snoopy versus the Red Baron. Oh, there you go. Versus, okay. I bet this is a very common. This is a Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster. Right. Yeah, I of, for sure. Yeah. 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 So I don't think I you ever see the right. Red Baron. I'll say this about those little Snoopy, if you've ever seen these little pieces of parts of the, I forget if which movie or even which show that, that that's in. But they're very upsetting to me. I never liked them. I, they're like silent. Snoopy is like having a dog fight on top of his dog house with an unseen Red Baron character. As a kid, I, w- I did not know anything about history. I was confused, and the whole thing was upsetting to me. And why are they getting away from these uh, these cute giant-headed children? Yeah, I like the giant-headed children. I like Snoopy, but I do not like seeing him in a dog fight in World War One, which I understand the creator is much older than me. Yeah. Um, but. Now, other ideas of rides, I, you know, it's unclear what, I mean, that sounds really good. Dogfighter sounds pretty great. Uh, I saw a mention of a VR-aided parachute jump from a World War II fighter jet, which sounds sort of like a VR-aided parachute jump from a World War II fighter jet. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a precursor of the, sort of the idea for the Avengers. Yes, uh, e-ticket. I, yeah, certainly does. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Another from, thing that'll never happen. Will not happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's not like the Avengers one looked like it was going to be started in a Quinjet. And then I just uh, uh, burped. Uh, then you <laughs> then you fell out of it. Uh, you parachuted of some, like, some super, like, super uh, scientific parachute or something. And then fought uh, the villains in some, like, big, th- maybe 360 
circle vision style too many degrees maybe too many you. degrees honestly yeah. <laughs> try better it's so if it was too four yeah maybe that's why i got canceled because the, there were too many degrees yeah you've been protesting the uh madison square garden uh sphere that's the msg yeah, I was, sphere oh, coming to vegas yeah the test one that's over by the burbank airport here though you, you got wrecked because i was on top of it ripping, that's right ripping you were pieces taking off. the pieces off yeah i was mad that there's gonna be 360 <laughs> um now Here's another. I mean, and we'll get into this a little later. But I, it all, some of the history that's attributed to this park is the idea that some attractions were developed for that found homes elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I can't find the exact documentation of it. But, but certainly some sources say that Soren was potentially a concept for yeah this park. I saw that. Yeah, which. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. Again, let's think about that. If it had Soren, but which kind of saved California Adventure a little bit. Yeah, so Soren was the the it big. Was really, hit. all on the back of Soren when that was the the mm-hmm. major thing that they had. So you got Industrial Revolution. You got Industrial you Revolution. You got your raft ride. Yeah, and then you have a Soren over Civil War battlefields. Like mm-hmm. that's well, the only issue. Yeah, or is it is it a World War Two fight? Yeah, right. I think if it's it, kind of mushing it's up. Soaring for your life. World War One and Two, probably some of the California, like commercial aviation, probably in there. What's well, going somewhere. through? Maybe they go through every war. They go through every aerial oh, war. Yeah. But it up, this, until, <laughs> up until today's, and then they update it with with the same soundtrack though that we have now. Yeah. Well, if you <laughs> the look inspirational at, did everyone um, pull this this one? There's kind of one drawing with like each land kind of just in colored like i saw a different very one very basic one um it all conveniently stops right at the uh, the world war two uh the victory of world war two basically like 1945 it seems to be the most recent oh yeah yeah, yeah. So yes it's not a more recent history yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. they they've just taken off the board like the complicated they've taken off uh, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the Civil Rights Movement, Women's Liberation, like all of the later 20th century recent history. They're like, the, we're not going to touch it. There's got to be an Epcot for this place, you know, in the in the future plans when they're talking about building it. So they have to leave something on the table for later, Jason. <laughs> I Look, the 2010s were going to be, you know, full build out was going to happen in like uh, the, the Im- 2015, 2017. The Imagineers were so excited uh, about Vietnam uh, theme park attractions, but they were like, we can't do it yet. We need to wait for that second park before we can Ooh, we can find I the fun. Play the two songs. We can I fi- want to play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two Vietnam songs. Yeah. So right, they, they they it's a reverse Galaxy's Edge. Honestly, they they it's it's not future stuff. It's past. They they cap it there in, sure. in the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're getting towards one that really breaks my brain, and uh, it, it is this. Not the land in general. Uh, State Fair. We are finally at, we need an excuse to get some rides into this right, thing. There right. have to be rides here. Uh, so you know, so now, all right, this is very familiar. We're at, like, yep. it's a recreation of an old pier of your Coney Island mm-hmm. type with a big Ferris wheel and a wooden roller coaster. Okay, so again, sounds familiar. This <laughs> eventually becomes Paradise Pier. Yeah. Uh, so this is the beginning of this Eisner premise of like 
just a place with rides, for God's sake. <laughs> rides that we cannot, we don't have to invent the the, the basic technology. mechanism of what the ride is. We don't have to change like physics as we know it in order to accomplish something innovative here. Just the cheapest rides. Come up with some bullshit to explain why we have cheap rides here. It's in the past 1920s. Yeah. Great. Oh, fantastic. All right. Okay. Phew. All right. Start building these basic rides. Um, then we get to, oh boy, amid a backdrop of rolling cornfields, fans may have a hot dog and uh, take a seat in an authentic old-fashioned ballpark and watch America's Mm -hmm. legendary greats gather for an exhibition all-star competition. Now this, I love <laughs> all right all right yeah this well, is so funny I don't, yeah i don't know about you michael but the older i get the more baseball i watch it's just something that's clicked in my uh, biology that's i i don't have that yet but okay. i do like going to a baseball game if, if baseball is on i will watch it it was the first thing i ever wanted to do for a living i probably lasted six months it probably didn't last very long probably also ended after i realized there was I, i'm not a good athlete and they pulled me out after I pitched one inning in first grade, and it, it ruined my confidence for, for another decade. Oh, yikes. <laughs> I thought I was doing fine. My memory is I was pitching the first inning because like, my parents were like, let him pitch one of the innings because he really wants to be a pitcher. So I pitched an inning, and then the coach was like, all right, great. You did great. Uh, back to right field. And I remember being like, what? I thought he did okay. Oh, no. Oh, it ruined these me. These coach standards, impossible. Coach was a real nice guy. Uh, I will say that. But, uh, yeah, so no, baseball, but I like baseball, uh, and I would watch it if it's on. But I am not watching more yet. I'm trying to keep up with all the professional wrestling I watch, honestly. Oh, sure. It's, it's, there's too yeah. much already of that sport that I enjoy. Um, so, but this is this is fantastic. Here we have this. This is a big premise to unpack. This is so. This fun. is an athletic event that is a theme park show. Yes. How does this work? I don't what know. What do you mean? Because it can't be scripted, no. right? But it's hired. It's hired baseball players. So is this just like? Is it truly just a baseball game? <laughs> It or, cannot. It can't be a baseball game. Yeah, yeah. there is no way. A baseball game. You, well, you. I. You know what? You can probably script a baseball game. It just has. To, it can't be a full length game. I guess professional wrestling has taught us you can script most. You can. You know. Yeah, you lock can, stuff out. Sure. Yeah. Now, yeah, it but, is but, pretty but, hard to that, aim a baseball. Yeah, that's the issue. In wrestling, there's not a an item that you don't have. <laughs> like, you can. Yeah, I unless guess maybe there's a way to throw. But if there's like an air cannon that's hidden in front of the catcher or the ump that like they pretend to throw the ball and then the guy pretends and then there's like a sound effect of a bat cracking like a stunt show. You're saying it's exactly. a simulated. Don't worry, folks. They're not actually playing baseball. Right. Well, but they, they will. Yeah, they'll shoot a ball out, but it's coming out of like a hoe. It's coming out of like a piece a PVC pipe or something and it's shooting it so we can get it in a pinpoint like pinpoint exactly where they want it to like the like throwing the Spider-Man robot. They can get yeah. it where they need it for the story. So when babe when the babe comes out because you know the babe has to close this thing. There's no way. Well, here's the other premise. This is an, an all-star game in the 30s and 40s. So, yeah, that implies it's the best baseball players from old baseball yeah. all playing together. Now, I don't know where any, what, like the exact years any of these players played. Like mm-hmm. Ty Cobb. No, uh, no, Babe I Ruth, I don't know, but I assume they're there. Lou Gehrig, how many can we Lou name? Gehrig. Is that the end? Is that the list? 
uh, uh, Jackie Robinson, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I know some more Chicago Cubs, but I don't think they're going to tell you right now. Ty Cops first one cut. <laughs> they're not <laughs> dealing with Ty Cop. History's most racist man, Ty Cop. Oh, is that right? <laughs> uh, I I believe there's. It's in the uh, Ken Burns documentary because mm-hmm. Ty Cop comes up a, a few times. And one of the times is a guy in the stand calls him some sort of slur. Ty Cobb climbs in the stands, starts beating the man up. And someone <laughs> says, stop, stop. He's crippled. And Ty Cobb's response was like, I don't care. Uh. Yeah. So kind of a, a villain who still has a number of baseball accolades named after him. But if that... If that happened in the in the show, it would be like okay, <laughs> he's the Vader of the show. <laughs> the Vader. Boo, boo, Ty Cobb. All right, yeah. let's boo the cheating Chicago White Sox team from that one season. <laughs> this I I can't. I'm trying to really wrap my head around what they would do because the theme park show twenty ish minutes, right? Fifteen mm-hmm. twenty minutes. Baseball the games are uh, what at minimum eight hours, eight hours eight and long. Half. Uh, yeah, I guess you <laughs> you could maybe get like a thirty minute show at a theme park. Forty five is pushing it. It better be really good, like uh, the Aladdin show at California Adventure, if you want to go that long. But what uh, if they were thinking beyond this? What if they like we're just gonna we're gonna play full baseball games with people? Th- in- there's no way. Yeah, who would? Little League. You, that's uh, your entire They could get day. two games, two or three, two, th- maybe three games in if they played like six innings or something. Maybe they did uh, the baseball. Do they always play nine innings? Usually. Okay. It's been Sometimes historically been nine. Well, I know that, but I'm saying like in, in the, the old days, was there ever a time when oh. they played uh, two innings? Well, you know? yeah, I conveniently. Uh, yeah, they looked it up and yeah, it used to be... Uh, <laughs> used to be one, and there was a buzzer that everybody, rang after 10 minutes. Everybody got one at bat, and they also sang a song before they swung. Yeah. <laughs> they saw sang a song that introduced them and who they were and what team they were on. All right. I got a pitch for this show. I think it'll work. You get all the, ma- you get the mascots. You get baseball mascots. Okay? You get Mr. Met. You get the Philadelphia Fanatic, and they tell you the history of baseball, and a Pepper's Ghost uh, it's mixed in with Pepper's ghost scenes on the field. Of big plays on the field. Oh. So that's how you replicate it. Because some players can, like Babe Ruth calling a shot, like some players can hit a ball like to a certain part of the stadium, and they are usually a uh, once in a generation talents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like Babe Ruth or Shohei Otani. So they can't. You're saying somebody can't do the Babe Ruth shot exactly three no. times a day. That's why the pipe is the PVC pipe is there to shoot the ball out. Yeah, with some sort of uh, energy, some thrust, some sort of um, um, air blast. Yeah. So and but a PVC pipe can also shoot the ball into the same part of the stands, and everyone lines up early to get in that same part of the stands because every show you shoot out the ball, someone gets to go away with a free souvenir. That's Disney, though. They're not going to do that. This isn't a Chuck E. Cheese know. show on the pier. They're not going to give things away. One baseball, like four or five baseballs a day? Yeah, it's up, Jason. It's like those coins. <laughs> it's like then they give you a little souvenir coin or something. Maybe. Maybe. But they also could do it where like you don't seat everybody in like right field in the bleachers, mm-hmm. and that's where the ball goes, so they could collect the ball at the that's end. That's true. Yeah. So... I don't know. I could see it either way. I could see it going either way. It's also dangerous to shoot a ball into the stands. 
That is very true. <laughs> yeah. Now, my father caught a foul ball at a baseball game a few years ago. Wow. And if he hadn't caught it, it would have given one of us brain damage. It was yeah. pop. We were behind he had home to. plate. He didn't want to. He had no choice. We were behind home plate, and then the thing shot up, which is a big oh, net. That way? Oh, God. There's a big net there. Whoa. And it went straight, and it came straight down on us. Wow. <laughs> and he barehanded it. Jeez, really? Yeah. Hey, that's a good dad Pretty moment. good. Wow, wow. When I was a kid, that was my problem with baseball. I, I had seen like one or two like news reports about like a child died after getting hit by a baseball in a Little League game. And I was like, that's going to happen to me. I'm not graceful. I'm not good at catching these fly balls. I'm, I'm really not good at it. They don't often come very far into the outfield. And uh, I was just like, I'm, I'm either going to get killed or I'm going to watch one of these two coaches kill each other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you play sport like baseball, Scott? Yeah, I made it to like coach pitch. Uh, okay. Oh, what, sure. what year is that? Um, I did, Kindergarten? Like, uh, no, like second grade. Oh, I think. okay. I guess I That's about, about where we were third, at. Maybe. Yeah, did yeah. you ever see two dads uh, almost go at it? No. Because I did. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw. I did, too. <laughs> Jason did, too. It's like at one year, it was like every other game. <laughs> It w- it did it's so funny because it was so upsetting to see as a kid, mm-hmm. and it, thinking about it now, it is so funny and doesn't make any sense. Anybody like would any tooth uh, damage? Anybody lose a tooth? There wasn't any like like uh, beating within the inch of someone's life, but it was just like screaming and I don't some maybe some pushing. And then it's funny now to imagine that those guys are younger than me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And like, what was going on in their lives? I think it's funny that sports come up so seldom on this show that this th- this is essentially is like baseball has come up as a topic. Let's right. do let's all do our let's thoughts do about our baseball. baseball. Thoughts, yeah, I I, <laughs> I we have to have talked about base. No, I guess we probably didn't. Have I doesn't to. Let's think about it. Uh, when would not. we have talked? Have about Have I talked baseball? about how my favorite player was Andre Dawson on the Cubs? I watched the Cubs like hardcore for a year when I was like in first grade, and I loved Andre Dawson. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited. I met I, we met Mark Grace from the Chicago Cubs too at Woodfield Mall, which I believe I brought up. Oh, okay. On the Woodfield well, that's, episode. Well, all right, all right. It came so up via malls. It did end up it there. Trojan horsed in there via malls. So uh, thank God it was through some of through uh, nonsense somehow. But, but we got to yeah. we got to talk to some Imagineers who worked on this and figure yeah, out what, what the, the hell. Plan I want to know everything about how they were going to do baseball game pure history baseball games ghost base. They were going to do Field of Dreams. Every day, the other dreams. Every day, that's that's a home run. If I can steal, I mean, steal it is. Break. If you can figure it out, what is it? Mean? I think you it was walk from be the a... cornfield. You walk out of the cornfield. No, what sure. You build, you build then a baseball what's... dime in the cornfield. But then, what's the show? What do they do? I think there was going to be songs. This is what I think. <laughs> There's a lot of songs. There's a lot of routine. You do the seventh inning stretch. You do take me out to the ball game. There's so many rituals associated with baseball. Like, so it's a compressed baseball game? Like right field, right field. <laughs> I'm aiming for the... I don't know why it's so sad. Like, it's like Les Mis or something. <laughs> we're going to the right field. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think there were going to be songs. I, that's my guess. We're gonna do right fielder's anthem. Everybody, so there's less playing and more an original song about every position. <laughs> the concessions sell them. I mean, the concessions are a gold mine. Oh yeah. You do hot dogs. You do cracker jacks. Uh, Your Disney bread, ice like cream a, in the little helmet cups. Dis- uh, they didn't sell that back then, though. In the nineties? 
Oh, no, yes, no, they, no, 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 no. Oh, it has to be period 30s. specific. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You think they would sell the little plastic helmets? Uh, nowadays, I think they would. Well, not back then, though. Blue Sky, I bet they weren't going to do that. They would sell it the old-fashioned way, okay. like a cone. That's my guess. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. It feels very Galaxy's Edge where they wanted to remain period appropriate. Okay. That's my guy. That's just from reading some of the material. This is my guess. Well, it's a lot of like, you know, like Jason has a nice idea. What if there is a helmet? No, that is too, too fun. fun. No, too fun. we can't do it. No. It's fun. And speaking of that mentality, Family Farm. Family Farm <laughs> pays homage to the working farm, the heart of American. Visitors see how crops are harvested. Learn how to make homemade ice cream or to milk a cow Ah, oh, <laughs> ah, no, no. Now that's not a touch point I want. To you don't want to, yeah. Jason, I think would have liked the cow part because Jason loved the animals, as we talked about. Big Thunder Ranch, I did, was one of his favorite places. They got rid of, and they had. Uh, was it a cow there or was it a horse? I mean, they had horses at Disneyland, obviously, but they had uh, goats. Yeah, they had. Uh, didn't they have like, one cow? Am I crazy? I think they would kind of rotate. Yeah. People in and out. So I think that Jason would have been involved in this. Now, Scott, I think you're talking about a, a, a section of a park where you would learn uh, uh, how to live with the land. And I think maybe oh. this is what is, is uh, triggering you here, is that it this is, is a very similar to... to buy some house. And there'd be a like house. A, there's and like there's, a sad-looking boy and a dog. That's <laughs> right. And there's grain waving in the, <laughs> waving in the wind. And yeah, the same from the... It's the other side of the field of dreams. Other grain. side of the field the, of the, green, dreams. Oh, that's it's, great. So they're getting two uses out of the grain. On that All side. right. Yeah. You can repeat the grain. And if you look closely, when you turn around uh, when you're walking, you can see the baseball players come back through and walk on the other side of the grain. Uh, <laughs> so go back to hell. Vloggers, like, vloggers would just be furious of like, Disney has had another fumble again. The mites have come for the grain at the court, <laughs> bordering these two territories. <laughs> Just put some fake ones in. Yeah. Uh, oh, Michael De- Eisner demanded real grain. I will say this: the, the, the description of this though does not excite me like baseball, pl- like historical baseball players playing a game or anything. There's nothing. Well, the word hoot nanny in the barn. The for the phrase doesn't appear anywhere. You're missing something. You're missing something. Was we have the, it's not as crazy as we're going to do daily baseball games, but there is a there's the, there's talk of maybe a barn dance, and there is talk of oh, okay. If, I if, we, if there wasn't already the insanity of a baseball game we'd be meditating on this more which is that there would be a show you would basically you would get to visit a country wedding you go to a wedding at the i do like i do go to a wedding in a barn i do like that that is i do enjoy the sound of it yeah you want to sit at a wedding an old wedding in a barn of people you don't know well okay what does that mean? What are we dealing with here? Are they all performers? Are they actually hosting real weddings every day? It can't be because <laughs> it's in the past. They can't, unless they can find enough people who want to do period weddings every day, oh, which, which maybe. They might be able no, to. No, I think this is a show. In the show, we have the show that is baseball and the show that is wedding. The show that is wedding, but it's a country wedding. It's a country wedding. And it's a barn Dance. Is the barn dance right. related barn to the dance, wedding? It's not a barn It raising. might be after the, and I think it's possible that a buffet that happens after is technically the catering of the wedding. Oh, so the, this is the like the a Tony and Tina's wedding sort oh, of show. Yeah, oh, so if we're in that territory, okay, oh, this imagine actually, a Disney Tony This sounds and better wedding. now that Jason put it like that. Yeah, I, when the, the Imagineers located in Glendale, California, were coming up with real authentic 
Country weddings. <laughs> so maybe it's like the Hoopty Doo Review, in, which is in Florida, which is like a barbecue uh, oh, yeah. uh, thing okay. and a uh, 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 southern show People maybe like it's that. like I've never this seen that, but that's fun right i think that i've never seen either i think it's I've, fun yeah, i'm surprised i haven't little. seen it because it seems like it's right up my alley so if it's fun like that then yes this sounds like a great idea now is it possible they just want to show you exactly how an old wedding was and how like maybe they're doing a full catholic ceremony in the church and you have to go through an hour of like the scripture which uh, if you've ever done this i assume you have the full catholic in the church wedding yeah, probably it takes blocked it out you know what i'm talking about yeah i know what you're talking about like we've yeah. all been to weddings where like it's not oh, yeah, in the, the ones yeah the fake ones we all do where somebody's friend yes, does it somebody's yeah. friend does it they make a little no joke. forget that's not what weddings are no right. one is speaking latin but i've even i've even been in a church for a wedding where my friends have been like cut all like telling like the priest like we don't want this we don't want you to talk mm. about this let's yeah. just say a couple of the nice passages and then let's get the show on the road here we're in the church for my family and that's it. Let's get us. But then I've also been to the ones where they do the full like mass, the full like Catholic mass before that's the wedding. part of the wedding. Yes. Yeah. I think oh that's the God. full, if the real, if you're doing a real Catholic wedding, oh. I think, I think, correct me if I'm wrong audience that you do kind of a full mass beforehand and then the wedding goes on and boy, it oh, drags. That is real. Cause that's an hour right there. Exactly. And then yes. you have to do other then it's the Stuff. wedding, and then you go to a different place to enjoy yourself. Uh, so if they're trying to be appropriate, like period appropriate, perhaps uh, they would do the full mass here. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. I don't know that a full mass is really a part of a country wedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said it, I it's said in a I, barn. It's I, in a I barn. shouldn't assume. I don't know the religion of these of uh, country people that would hypothetical. Oh, it's something bad. Oh, are there, maybe it's a full. Is there a full Baptist like uh, ceremony before the actual wedding itself? I don't know. There's a, well, there's a section where a, yeah. somebody's relative uh, shames the bride and groom for having uh, looked into each other's eyes before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before getting married. The preacher is. Uh, wait, did you did you guys watch that? I remember watching this in the middle of the pandemic. The Robert Pattinson Tom Holland movie. Oh God, what is it called? It's based on like some dark series. Uh, a really dark writer and it's like in the like middle of like the border of Kentucky and another state and that is the one where Robert Pattinson said I do not need a dialogue coach and he's a preacher and the voice he comes out with it's kind of like that like it is so like like Scott Townsend doing the Queen of England sort of uh, uh, impression but he's like a fire brimstone kind of con man preacher oh right, and that's what that's what it should. I mean, that would be a well, hell be, of a show. It should be on like Uncle Baby Billy. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> doing the wedding from Righteous Gemstones. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so there's a version. There's a fun version, and there's a less fun version. So who know? Again, we don't really know, right? Like we didn't. We know these. De- well, and like okay, have- we these details are all out and readable. But who knows what would have been cut? Who knows how to? Defend- yeah. I don't think they were exactly doing the math yet of how these shows are going to work. It might all have been cut. Yeah, it feels like what would have happened was basically it's just like a dining hall buffet style. There'd be a stage, and it'd be like, here you are. We're at so like uh, Judy's wedding. We're here with for. It's like Tony? it's more of a backstory than you. That's my guess. That feels like the easiest way to do it. From like moving from one venue to the dance hall and to the this, that seems that seems like that would have been cut. 
But mm-hmm. um, here is the concept art from that uh, executive uh, summary of the farm. I don't know if this is in the brochure. And while I think it's a nice picture, it's not the most inspiring piece of theme park concept art. It is just a painting of a farmhouse and some fields and a barn. It's That's, dwell weed. It's not well, might be not the nicest land you've ever seen. Right. But we make a good, honest living here. <laughs> this is definitely yeah. I, they probably had to illustrate it like that because they wanted to show like this is realistic. We're doing it real. It's not like Mickey's barn. It's not <laughs> Mickey's Todd wacky Ma barn. Kent's barn. No, it's not for some like reason. Hijinks happen. Barn. You think like a a big hose has comical leaks in it? No. Kids get shot in the face and get cooled in the summer. No, Our no, no. Silo is used to store grain. There's nothing wacky going on here. A thrilling through line where every oh, the whole family's like, is grandma's pie gonna cool in time for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> the and then a surprise where <laughs> from two towns over. <laughs> surprise twist where uh, some visitor named Jason takes it, <laughs> sneaks away with it. Every day. Oh no! They they carved they carved code they carved hobo code in our fence posts. That's how we knew to get the pie. <laughs> Jason faces off with a crafty coyote <laughs> over the pie. <laughs> so, uh, if this one sounds familiar to you as well, you know, early California adventure at a farm. Is it a crazy fun farm? No, it's a farm that you look at and appreciate what <laughs> farmers right. mm-hmm. had to do and have to do to this day. So, a lot of these odd Eisner ideas are born here and maybe as a result of all this Eisner's amped everything that we just said Eisner genuinely I mean he was portraying this and his his biography this whole uh this whole uh, chapter about it like th- this completely was a passion pressure this is like a home run for right. him it loves every bit of it mm-hmm. dying to get it done so we got it and they came in to Virginia with model full plan all right, here you go, everybody. How much do you love it? <laughs> boo, tomatoes, boo. Um, instant bad reaction. And and here's where it gets odd, is that, okay, the response, because it seems like as time went on, because they're like, all right, the city was not mad that they quietly bought up the land. City, I think, happy. That's going to bring jobs. Sure, it's going to be good for the for the area. This is a good thing. Um, residents, I think, happy for the same reasons. This could be, and and residents, I think, had tried to make a, a mall happen on the same property on that mm-hmm. Exxon land, and it fell apart because a bunch of historians and people trying to preserve the grounds, uh, you know, uh, got angry at it, and then it didn't happen. So if that happened for some mall that is not, you know, related to a firebrand, uh, like lightning rod mm-hmm. kind of company, imagine what happens when the Disney name is attached. Yeah, it's it sounds like... There's so much, if you've watched, um, um, there's a great Defunct Land video, of course, about this topic. 
that we are featured in and i will be honest with all three of or all, th- all three of you <laughs> i'm also by the way think there's an extra host that's not here uh i forgot that we are in this video I <laughs> this is a while too. back it yeah. was so long ago it's such yeah. a different I world go, i go oh yeah there's a defunct live video i should just uh, kind of watch this in the background while i'm just to refresh some of this stuff and the first voice i hear is my own it's you you're eisner <laughs> you're eisner i'm eisner i think i did a bad job honestly i think my voice my eisner is a little better now it's not great but i really was like oh, i hate I hated how I sounded on this, but I truly I was, for it. I was trying to be Eisner and you beat me out. We both auditioned. The video, yeah, yeah, we both sent our We both our auditioned takes. for both Kevin. Auditioned. I don't think I had a choice. I was pervert Senate, uh, <laughs> Congressman Larry Craig. Is that who you were? Yes, yeah. I, was, I was watching it again and I was like, who is Jason again? And then Jason is Larry Craig. Larry Craig, the wide stance man. We don't yeah. remember the wide stance man. We do. I don't. But, no, there's um, a bathroom stall thing. It was thing a bathroom and, stall. It, oh. was, it was like cruising yeah. in an airport right yeah no oh, okay. it seems harmless nowadays <laughs> right right no it was a yeah it was quaint um well that's fun that's a good part that's at least a meaty part um so yeah that i mean the video is great takes you through all of it but so one important thing about when this happens i mean undeniably eisner is inspired by ken burns and that we are in the mm-hmm. wake of ken burns civil war yeah it's ken burns mania out there which means it wasn't just ken who got some fame off of this thing the historians the historians are rock stars or as That's much right. as you can be for being a civil war historian so david mccullough and shelby foot are uh you know recognized once in a while when they're going to the market right um, but these are suddenly more than ever these are names that are trusted and w- when these people got on board with the rebellion with the people who do uh, the group that is trying to stop this thing from getting built they lend so much uh, um you know b- b- credence and weight to uh, they're, they're everybody's making these impassioned arguments that are essentially like this is the end of all of america if we let this like as if this is like the the ultimate battle for our culture like the hyperbole of these people was was totally insane yeah, um, David McCullough and uh, what's the other one? Doris Kearns Goodwin, kind of perennial nonfiction bestsellers. Doris Kearns Goodwin used to be on The Daily Show a lot. She wrote that uh, Team of Rivals book about like Lincoln filling his cabinet with a bunch of uh, rivals. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Did I- you catch the bit about... Uh, Disney's attempt to show we're, we can do American history. We're pretty good at it. Where they showed them the American adventure in Epcot and they're like, well, what do you think? And they were like, no. <laughs> that was your attempt? They were warmer towards the Hall of Presidents. But just the idea of like, we got this in the bag. We're going to show them the American adventure. Yeah, things. it was deep into the process and things are, are going badly with the historians. And Eisner's like, but well, you know what? You don't know. And he now makes a point in his book, like uh, which had not been updated since 1982. <laughs> All the presidents went over better because it was the latter day version with my Angelou yeah. and acknowledged some of the darker stuff. Eisner's book says that first stop of that little trip of like, see, we can do real stuff was the making of me. <laughs> the Martin Short <laughs> film that we did a Patreon episode about uh, of, that's a Disney's sex ed mm-hmm. film, which I was trying to remember the 
That's okay. So they thought, all right. So historians, you gonna calm down about this? And then they sat him down in a the theater and watched so, to watch Martin Short say, "Remember that sperm my dad had." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Senator Larry Craig's like, "Oh, I like it. <laughs> Tell I me like more." It's uh, I like and all the when 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 reading about the historians, it really makes it seem like they're the Avengers of historians. Like they've teamed up. Yeah. It, like they say they teamed up, which makes me like, and then the historians were presented and the historians to me, and maybe it's just because I have comic book brain, but they feel like the watchers or the, the like uh, the eternals or something oh, like yeah. the historians are here mm-hmm. to stop the Disney company. And I mean, they, they helped certainly, you know, yeah, it was yeah. in the, in the end game infinity war that was Disney versus everyone else. I would say the historians did help the team. They did come through those portals at the yes. end and helped. And they're uh, facing off against like a handful of Congress people and um, the governor of Virginia. Sure. You know, the people on Disney's side. Right, right. Some local residents. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, um, well, the whole, the campaign was kind of mounted by this. Now, this is some of the issue I think that I have with it. Um all right, you know, look, we went through it. A couple of those rides sound okay, but this place sounds pretty annoying. And I am sure there would have been the issue of why are we trying? We're getting a fireworks show out of uh-huh. uh, this horrible conflict with very serious issues at the core of it. There would have been those problems with this place, and that's what public perception like. That's the hill that this all died on. But I do think that a big aspect of the campaign against Disney's America was wealthy property owners being concerned what this would do oh, oh, to sure. their property value and to the like oh, is it going to make a bunch of trash pop up around here right uh, um I mean I saw the term NIMBY not in my backyard that yeah. is kind of the and this is Eisner's point and can you take Eisner at his word and should you possibly not but what he b- comes down to in his book and anytime it comes up is like well what I didn't realize is that there were these incredibly wealthy families all over mm-hmm. Virginia and that they went and called the historians and hey can you help us get this thing out of here and then so maybe it was like a not in good faith maybe well, they didn't care so much about the like uh, I don't look philosophical issues just like, like I would not say I know the motivations of the Eternals or of the Avengers or the X-Men I don't know the motivations of the historians but I will say uh, anytime something happens in this country if you just dig a little bit, it's usually because some very rich people either didn't want something to happen or did want something to happen. Yes. So I will believe that. <laughs> just because. That's this story seems plausible for that. So that story seems plausible for that reason. Well, I think just commercially in culture, Disney was shorthand for commercialization. For yes. like entertainment run amok, capitalism run amok. Sure, yeah. Uh, that is less of a concern nowadays. Because everything, everything is Disney. Everything is just, everything <laughs> is Disney, run amok. And Disney owns everything. Yeah, Disney owns everything. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. We are well past amok. Uh-huh. Not, not yeah, an issue anymore. There, we're well past, like, there's tact, and we can all agree this was good. Like, this is our respectful as history. Soon as, this is our past. As soon as you two put that song in the iPod commercial, it was all over. <laughs> as soon as Vertigo, as soon as Vertigo was in that iPod. Commercial. You think it was? It, that was oh, it. I thought you meant putting the album on the. IPhone. No, that was after. Oh, okay. That was after. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about "Hello, Hello." We're at a place called Vertigo. In that, uh, I think it was that song. Yeah, in remember the, that early with the uh, black and fluorescent like people in the 
Is that what you're talking about with the dancing? There was, there was, but they were dancing in all the iPod commercials. I feel like. Okay. But I don't know. I could yeah. be wrong. That might not have been the end of everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't <laughs> believe so. But um, I just remembered it being a big moment when like a band was going to use their song for a commercial or something. What? Oh, the, yeah. So the you're saying the perception was that U two was U two had sold finally out. selling out. Yeah, U two had sold out. <laughs> this extremely could I get a quick rogue <laughs> punk band? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's they. They were. They had been completely pure up until that point <laughs> and then it was all over uh, um i in comparing and contrasting then and now uh like so there there's like quotes about what this thing was going to do that were just so uh melodramatic uh here's one conservative columnist charlotte allen says that disney's america will bring about nothing less than the certain destruction of all that is left in northern virginia of a traditional family and church-centered rural way of life huh huh this no, is no, gonna uh... destroy <laughs> then i was like what's up with charlotte allen i never heard that name Here before looked it up looked her up on twitter <laughs> i can't tell you how many times she has retweeted scott adams in the last three months oh my goodness oh, wow <laughs> every day scott uh, there is a new dilbert centric issue in America. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, like evolution denier, besides all the expected so, transphobic racist stuff. So she probably wasn't upset that, like, it was going to make history look too kind to, to like, the presidents and stuff. She was probably worried that, like, like the they would sell Little Mermaid with the penis cover or something. Like, she was probably <laughs> worried for, like, that weird puritanical thing i'm guessing this is my guess i don't know her i just know she retweets scott adams this is new information <laughs> yeah yeah so um, she was worried disney was going to corrupt it's one of those that I, lo- I love that there's so little culture on that side of things that everyone has to pretend they love dilbert now <laughs> we love lee greenwood and dilbert we're fine with that we have two- we don't need beyonce on our side we prefer to read dilbert and then guffaw at it we've got uh dennis miller and uh adam carolla hollywood is quaking in its boots at this new oh Daily Wire jason movie. uh what is it called the gina Corona movie. Yeah, the a, Gina something Corona. Something on the prairie. Everyone calls it the Gina Corona Something on movie. the prairie is what it's called, I think. It's uh, all quiet on the prairie. It's called Gina is back. Gina is back. Scared Hollywood. No, we don't. Actually, no we stop thinking shit. about her the second that. There are th- hundreds of movies no one's ever heard of made every day here. <laughs> we are supposed no to be scared because you made a sub red box. No one cares. Uh, um, I so I mean, just so articles are just insane. Uh, uh, you know, could there, would there have been some problems with this? Would this have been on the weaker end of Disney Park? Very possibly, but like. Oh my God! I, I, I Frank Rich was writing about how this is going to bring prostitutes and drugs to the area. Oh yeah, famous Disney <laughs> byproducts. Yeah. Uh, um, and then he says, "Will Colonial Williamsburg itself, a doctored imitation of history and a precursor of Disneyland, add audio, audio animatronic colonials to its cast of actors?" To which I say, that, that sounds awesome. You go to Colonial Williamsburg, there's a bunch of colonist robots walking around. Great. Yeah. What would be the problem with that? around, yeah. Yes, it'd be better. Uh, yeah, I look, I, <laughs> they've already, they're, I don't think this would have uh, sunk the country <laughs> if this was built. 
No. This would have been something to laugh at constantly. Yeah, like, is it still there? This would have been something that was hilarious. There's still the industrial revolution. So actors still have to do the baseball shows? uh, There's four people in the stands? The the nighttime spectacular, it's down to one battleship. The other one's been broken for 10 years, but they're still pretending it's there. It's been in B mode, only one ship. (laughs) (laughs) They just say it's there in the distance, but you can't see it. You hear sound effects. You hear it, but you can't see it. Uh, Pull the ship uh, up. I'm trying. But yeah, no, this wouldn't have rotted our brains any more than <laughs> hundreds of other things that rotted our brains as kids. No, no. And like with as proof of that, um, the whole thing. OK, so again, let, let me go back to a point from from the beginning. By the time this got to America at large and what is it that plastic Disney wants to do? They want to build on top of a Civil War Mm -hmm. battlefield. Even these historians are writing like they want to remove real history and place, put synthetic history. Wrong! This was some plot of land that Exxon had. They weren't going to do anything to the battlefield. (laughs) They were not going to touch it. Um, Really strange that that became... But like... As Eisner talks about, that was when, when you've lost the battle of perception, you're sunk. And he that's should have thought. got up in a press conference and said, look, Exxon, hope there was oil under here. There wasn't. So they <laughs> sold us this land is not the land that you think it is. Yes. Yeah. He should have like he should have Eisner should have got, got out there in the way that Jay should have got out there. Jay Leno early on when he was having a few with Letterman, Howie Mandel says he should have gotten out there and defended himself against David Letterman. That's what Howie's very insistent on. And that's what Eisner should have done here. Should have gotten out ahead of it and drawn a big picture, a big map and shown where everything was and defended himself. Yeah. Well, I, he, he did is the issue. <laughs> yeah. He said some stuff that got him in hot water, I would say. All right, so oh, you're saying yeah. Jay, Jay Leno was right to not defend himself in the early 90s. You're saying Jay's well, yeah, point. Yeah, he won. <laughs> I don't know why Howie Mandel is backseat driving. You should have fought Letterman. Why? He won. You're right. Why are we going over this again? And, and mainly, Mike, why are you watching it? I I've recently up to the amount of uh, punishing content I've been watching. It has been. If listeners think you've heard too much about Club Random, we get a new alert personally handed to us from Mike every week. Oh, John McEnroe's on. (laughs) John McEnroe's on Club Random. I don't know what happened. Oh, it's I think so you funny. have whatever Charlotte Allen thought was going to happen to Virginia. It's happening to your brain. Mm, something's wrong with my brain. I'll your be honest brain with you. Is power. I feel like we were just talking about John Macaro just being a guy that's around. Yeah, we talked about it on the Cal Packers mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then days later, that's Mac why I sent it. Yes, Brandon. no, no, I yeah, yeah, that out. yeah, yeah. Because uh, recent McEnroe discussion, recent McEnroe. Um, no, and okay, so no Eisner, he went on the defensive <laughs> big time. He when the notion of these historians who he's going up against comes up, he says to the Washington Post in the same interview where Eddie said the thing Jason brought up of like, oh, they were going to be raising up everybody who's going to be raising us uh, above our their shoulders. Yeah. Then he says. I sat through many history classes where I read some of their stuff and I didn't learn anything. It was pretty boring. (laughs) I guess I can say that I object to some of their stuff. So Eisner does go, oh, the historians have a problem? Snooze, boo. Yeah, uh, we make... We make rides where an elephant, you get to sit on an elephant, okay? <laughs> so you want to come at me and say we're the problem? Michael Eisner gives the most Homer Simpson-like response <laughs> to the historians. <laughs> like, also, boring. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta ask, Mike, 
which ones did you read? Tell us, because when I was in history class, we were all reading the same bullshit whitewashed history textbook that everyone else was. Yeah, so. I don't know that he was reading the books of no, the people he wasn't who he's reading. fighting against. No yeah. way. That's madness. Now, now there's some revisionist history from Michael, but... It all put him on the defensive, and there was a full-page article in one of the big newspapers with a big picture of Eisner. Uh, I'm sorry, a full-page ad with a picture of Eisner that said, the man who would destroy history. <laughs> <laughs> little did they know if they just waited a little longer, we'd have a few of those. It's a different CEO. It's a different 90s CEO who would be the man who would mm-hmm. destroy history. Yeah, oh, <laughs> the man who would destroy history. <laughs> Sounds like a great novel like that Jason would read. Like oh, a great, yeah. like kind of pulpy. It sounds novel. like the man who sold the world. Yeah, sure. It's a very cool title. So it is a cool title. If they haven't, uh, um, but yeah, now they got to be Now they have to go fight with Congress. Like this group is powerful enough to now Congress has to hear about it, and they have to talk to somebody named Senator Dale Bumpers, <laughs> and then and that's all right. You know, we all punish ourselves with it. Uh, did I watch the full five-hour C-SPAN? I did not. That oh, seems okay. horrible. Oh. That seems awful. There's some fun quotes. I, I feel like Perjurer did for his he video. He for sure did. And yeah, yeah, yeah. he had that odd run about dis- like a guy saying, well, I don't know if Mickey's going to wear blue or gray. Blue or gray. It's that, this was that was yeah, Jason's line in it. Yeah. Oh, you read that part? Larry, yeah, that's yeah. Larry Craig. Oh, yeah. no kidding. Okay, okay. Um, so... It's this is bad. This is just awful for PR. Frank Rich is yelling at him, and David McCullough is yelling. It's it's just not going great. Over the course of this, one odd thing that happens. So one of the things that they're getting hit with is it's going to be sanitized, whitewashed history. So an Imagineer, Bob Weiss, who's a major figure today, and in Imagineering story, he goes on the defensive and he says, "This is not a Pollyanna view of history. We want to make you feel what it was like to be a slave." or what it was like to escape through the Underground Railroad. Ooh, yeah. Everyone pretty quickly started tugging on their shirt collars for that one. Everyone was like... And pretty quickly, the uh, I, uh, the, the, the slave attraction or exhibit museum uh, was... Co- like they, well, everyone... was there, the question is, was there even going to be such a thing? Had right. they even gotten so far as to figure out, like... Is there literally, you are a slave? I mean, I hope not. That doesn't sound... Again, it's a thing that you could do in a museum, and it would be very affecting and moving in a museum, but really weird to do it in a Disney. Well, right, because you're getting charged like $100 that's going into Disney's pocket, and then you're buying a turkey leg. Yes, the for-profit nature of it. Yeah, if they want to do some like really expensive, highly imagineered thing that like gives you a nice history lesson and puts you in like puts you back in that period all right sure but you're buying donald in the tricorner hat on the way out like all of that stuff surrounding it is what makes they not just do it's an old-timey town why do they ever think they right. needed to do any of this or tackle any of like these are only they got, they hornets got, nests? Well, they got the, the it's what we've been saying. The hubris starts. It starts there, and then as they start running into like the reality of all of this, they try to keep correcting. And then you end up yes. with this, like, what are we doing here? What? What? Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Well, to get into that, yes, this Bob Weiss quote ruined everything. Like, he's obviously still a major Disney figure, so he was not thrown under the bus. But, but he Eisner, left. he left after this. He oh, really? Was one of the main people. Oh, and if you recall, he started his own company. Remember? They no, this guy's went, in Imagineering story. Yeah, Bob Weiss is. Are, are no, you, did he leave? No, and no. Come I'm back? saying he left, uh-huh. and I always heard. 
I forget where I read that he left to like let why don't you oh. let the heat die down? Like he he was senior vice president, so he could easily start his own you know consulting company. And then that one dive video we found was credited to was Bob his White's company production. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. And then eventually does come back, and I think helps save some other projects. Oh, that's and then crazy. I okay, think okay. Uh, recently kind of retired into a consulting position, you know, when they kind of put people out to pasture and they're going to they're be a consultant or they're going to be a liaison. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, well, he got sort of like <laughs> railroaded on this and Weisner said, that's a person who does not usually talk to the public. <laughs> so yeah. don't listen to him. Uh, uh, so now they have to start going, well, okay, we can't just say stuff like that if we're not going to, and that doesn't say, so anything that we present to the public now has to be much more manicured, and they had to really start thinking of things, these things through the lens of history. Um, one big thing, the the name, the name itself, Disney's yes. America was trouble for them because that implies like ownership or it's our yeah. version yeah, of they, America. They thought they, they were like people were going to be like Disney thinks they own America. Yeah. Like which is yeah. I guess they do in some ways. <laughs> so. Um, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> so yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, want to invite do, that. Yeah, you don't want to invite that thought. Um, but they have to start backing off of that. And we end up with the, they Imagineers keep developing and it turns into something else. And now it's called Disney's American Celebration. Okay. <laughs> Some of the thought behind all this is, okay, we have to look at, like they're looking at each attraction one by one. They go, okay, can we have the fun? If, but also, like, is it insulting to not deal with the issue at, at foot here uh like the lewis and clark ride we can do that but maybe we should not also be talking about manifest destiny yeah that's part of it no it doesn't sound right it seems like a little heavy to tackle in a queue for a you will get wet ride (laughs) yeah not a ride where you're gonna get your pants wet (laughs) like you don't need but other ones, they determined, you know what? We cannot figure out this balance. This is in Eisner's book, The Industrial Revolution, the roller coaster. They, th- they decided it would trivialize and even demean the attempt to portray the steel mill realistically. I mean, this is, what are what? we doing? Again, what are we doing here, folks? <laughs> I mean, that's what you lose? We're a little bit concerned about the uh, uh, portrayal of Native Americans and stuff, uh, but we're actually very concerned about the steel mill <laughs> don't want to offend those the mill the mill itself <laughs> the, yeah. building. the buildings will be offended which we care more about which i guess is really cap isn't that just capitalism baby the product you know i mean if they really want to talk about positives coming out of the industrial revolution the organized labor movement the five-day work week with the weekend uh, it sounds like kick-ass rides. It sounds like <laughs> kick-ass rides. Rule. And also, while Disney has benefited from those things, as people have more leisure time and more money, uh, they also, in-house, aren't the craziest. They're not really wild about unions. Yeah. yeah. Fire, you know, here's what I say. Uh, unionized Imagineering. They have that reputation where, like, they hire a bunch of people for projects and then they fire them all. Yeah, like, sure. They've been getting away with that for way too long. Oh, yeah, the That's whole true. history of it, for sure. Um, so we, we start changing it into American celebration. No more stew. Don't want to offend the mill. No. Can't <laughs> uh, um, it all just becomes like, I mean, and, and some of this comes from Jim Hill and there's a Collider article that I think Drew Taylor wrote. So there's, there's details about this and we don't have time to go through the, the, all of this, but like it, like literally, I don't know how they make these calculations. It's not the little 
colonial town you enter anymore. Now you enter through an area called Democracy, and then it has things called America, a user's <laughs> guide, the American Free Speech Forum, and the American Hall of Fame. What? Oh. What's happening? Why would you want to do this? And then they stop referring to them by the like crazy Roaring Twenties kind of names, and it just becomes family, creativity, and fun, <laughs> work. All right, so we I think we did everything there is to do in service and sacrifice. Do you want to go have lunch at work? <laughs> well, can I read the streets of America, the food Please. options? This yeah, is truly ahead. one of the weirdest presentations. Chicago, Chicago-style pizza. Los Angeles, Hispanic and fast food. New Orleans, Cajun. New York City, Jewish deli food. St. Louis, barbecued ribs. San Francisco, Chinese. What? <laughs> this again, you've tried to, you've broken it down too far. This park, I think a big thing about this park, it shows the limits of like everything's a story. Everything's an adventure. Like maybe, maybe go back to the drawing board, you know? Where, yeah. where, where can you buy hardtack is what I would say. Well, obviously at the Civil War. Oh, okay. At All the right. fort where at you the sit fort. in the bleachers for the Battle of the mm-hmm. Monitor and the Merrimack. Okay. <laughs> you would just nibble on some hardtack. I'm sure they'd get great wholesale prices at heart for hardtack. Sure. Have you ever had hardtack? I, I think uh, I it was shown to me. At one of the many colonial... I didn't say have you looked at hardtack. I, I, I think I they... You I don't it. know if I've ever eaten hardtack. Well, let's get you some hardtack. I know Fatback is just really fatty bacon, essentially. Okay. We're going to get you some hardtack for Christmas. Sure. Okay. What is, it's like a... It's a thick biscuit? Yeah. It's like a... <laughs> it, 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 like, lasts for a really long time. Okay. okay. But I'm not going to give it to you right away. I'm going to buy it, but I won't give it to you right away because it lasts so long. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> I just want to test it. So you'll get it for next Christmas. Oh, we Buy can, it this I can, Christmas and give it next I can Christmas. age it. Do you want aged hard tack? Like a, like a year and a half aged? Um, Up to you, you know? I'll think about it. One thing this was going to have was just the land, a new version of the mm-hmm. land. Again, you're... What you were saying about, yeah, now I get to see a far. They just would have had a land. Mm-hmm. And this sounds even more boring than the, the life of America. It shows the profound changes that can happen in a single day, a single year, and in a thousand years. What is this? Who is coming to the? We're cutting the mine car coaster. That's done. We're putting in the life of America. And then in work, there's a tour of factories like Crayola Crayons. Well, like, yeah, I like Ben that. and Jerry's. I mean, I guess seeing. The Crayola Crayon Factory, I would go to once a week if it was near here. I guess so. Yeah. As a kid, I was obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. Like the Mister Rogers video where they would show you how oh, the yeah. crayons were made. Oh, All right. yeah. That's that not was a so tour. bad. I that guess. was in Pennsylvania. One of them. Oh, did you do you, it? I, I, I am not sure if I ever got. It sounds like you didn't up there. I don't think I did. I think my brother did on a You'd school remember. trip. You would remember. Yeah, I would remember day. it. Yeah. yeah. Then you got Disney's America Live, where you could listen to a 1940s era swing band concert at the USO <laughs> Bandstand. Okay, all right, yeah, losing Jason, some of the hosts, but ben not all. Ben and Jerry's crayons and a big band swing party. <laughs> Jason I mean, Sheridan's gonna be right there. Yeah, this, he would have never moved to, to the West Brothers. Coast. He would have been Dorsey here. Brothers. I watched the Legends of Baseball play, and I watched the Legends of Swing Swing. Waving oh. my little pennant that says Dorsey Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny that they were like they this thing evolved into being like way tackier. 
yeah. like tackier sounding to me. Like yeah, I guess so. I think it's a cleaner name, Disney's American Celebration. Mm, I don't know. I think that's I don't kind know. of a clunky corporate. Yeah, I I, I get why the, the people were criticizing the other one, but it's a I don't know. I it, I like it better. Do uh, do you guys want to hear a little bit of thoughts from the man himself, from Please, Michael Eisner, course, yes. about this? Sure. He talked to one Terry Gross about this very issue, and there's some interesting parts of this discussion. Uh, I love the words Disney's America. I think it describes exactly what it is. It's a park. It's a park that teaches history using Disney techniques. I think the Museum of Tolerance or the Holocaust Museum, more accurately, in Washington, uses a lot of Disney technique. A lot of Disney people worked on that, all sorts of walkthroughs and and use of of multimedia effects. That's what I thought it meant. I didn't think it meant that Annette Funicello was going to be the (laughs) queen of America. Uh, but it wasn't. <laughs> so it was a long walk to get to American that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, like we're finding ways to appeal to most people in this room. Swing music. Annette. Annette is the. Annette. That's what they didn't want to do. It they didn't done. want to do Annette. Uh, yeah. So he again. The issue is those those things are not making Disney like massive amounts of money and selling tacky plush uh-huh <laughs> that like i uh, sure be similar people work on museums and work on exhibits and work on things yeah that that are imagineered in some way uh we did the we did the van gogh thing that was been going around a couple months ago oh yeah and that's very imagineered there's music there's like it's presenting his uh his art on the walls and like a movement and honestly it was in 360 now that i'm thinking about oh, it oh and i and felt yes. it was too much <laughs> Honestly, Mike's I felt it was take, too much. Too many degrees. And I'm not doing this for the bit. I remember going, yeah, it'd be better if it was like 240 or 250. Wow, wow, wow. Um, like- But it was still pretty cool to see. And it's so his point is is correct that similar people who do work can present historical moments in a in a classy way. It's just that it's this was not going to be it. <laughs> he, when he started getting real defensive, it became like, you know, we're not even going to make that much money off of this thing. We're doing this for you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We've gotten pretty bad at a few things, okay? <laughs> so then, all right, That's we're already funny. at Disney's American Celebration. We're, it's a, now it's a swing band venue. <laughs> like, and then the news hits that it's, it has to be closed four months out of the year. Then he has a massive heart operation. And Frank Wells dies and is, is kind of documented in the... Um, uh, in this very interview and in the perjurer video, he just he didn't have the the heart for it. he didn't have like the the stamina for the fight at this time. So they backed down, but we're very like we're gonna not do it here, here, but we're gonna do yeah. it somewhere. So you didn't look. We're doing the historical park. Mm-hmm. No, we are not backing down. Then of course years have gone by and they have not. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean. Frank, maybe if he had if he had lived, Frank like he was always like presented in in all this uh, material like the good cop essentially took yeah. Eisner's crazy cop. <laughs> so I wonder, yeah, like would it would would he have talked Michael completely out of it, or would he have figured out a, a way to do it and have smoothed out you know relations with government and press and everything? Who knows? I'm just yeah. saying it's it's interesting to think about. Um, but yeah, he never, he never got to see it. Uh, look, I'd like to think he would have said, stop. 
Yeah, I, sure. I'll build some rides somewhere. I, I feel like he would have been very again too, because uh, you know we talked about elements of this sh- showed up in the parks. You know, a lot in in California Adventure. There was the one proposed like when Knott's Berry Farm was up for sale. Yeah, they were like, oh, well, we could do Dis- we could buy and do Disney's America there. A big reason being they had a recreation of Independence Hall. And that seemed to be a big driver. And we like, are look, they already have an independence. Hall. Already, we might as yeah. well buy it, redo all of yeah. it bit by bit. They're, we'll keep yeah. Ghost Town basically the same. Uh, we'll keep another air. We'll, we'll there's they have rapids. We can make that the Lewis and Clark thing. A like, mystery Lodge, like there's sort oh, of the Native Lodge. America, right? Area, yes. Yeah. So and there's a Johnny Rockets there, and that's American as apple pie. It's a perfect recreation of the 1950s, yeah. <laughs> right? And the Knotts family said no, <laughs> basically no. This is I I find this story fishy. I find it really I strange. That I agree with Knotts that. would say no. Disney comes in, here's money. What year no. is it? What year is that? Do we know? I think they were uh, in dire. Kind of they they right. weren't in dire straits yet, where they had when to they sold they were just Cedar thinking Fair. about selling it. They yeah, were yeah. like, yeah, mulling mulling it over. But they they were maybe like they wanted Knotts Berry Farm to be kept. Like we want to sell Knotts Berry Farm. We don't want it to turn into some. Yeah, they wanted it pristine, much like the Manassas uh, battlefield was kept pristine <laughs> by the National Park Service. Which, okay, so this brings me to this, perhaps my final point, is the whole, like, we need to band together. We, the homeowners who don't even live in this county, need to team up with historians who don't seem to understand what Disney's actually going to do. Mm-hmm. We need to protect our precious Manassas, which nothing is going to happen to, and uh, right. something is happening five miles away from it. Uh, I was like, what's going on over there today? Two miles away, much closer. Within two miles of the precious Manassas battlefield, there is a golden corral Mm -hmm. and a cracker barrel. So, seems like all that shit suddenly went out the window. Chocolate fountain, baby. (laughs) Golden corral. Is that their thing? Oh, yes. Have you ever seen a commercial of Golden Corral? There's a big chocolate fountain. I have never been. I've wanted to go with Jason for many years, and we've never found the time. You got it. Haven't rushed back to buffets quite yet. (laughs) We have not been back to buffets. There's a big chocolate fountain, I think. I th- maybe I heard they stopped running the fountain during COVID. I hopefully it's back though. <laughs> That's the only change they did. <laughs> Shut off the fountain. We don't let you put your face in it anymore. For some reason, yeah, they, they found there was a lot of COVID in the chocolate, so they had to turn it off because uh, 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 it couldn't be. It's better to have uh, still chocolate than moving chocolate. Oh yeah, it moves all the particles around. Exactly, keeps the COVID yeah. alive. Um, there's also, again, closer to the field than Disney's America would have been, there is a mall called Bull Run Plaza, and that contains an olive garden and a trampoline park. Oh, awesome. So, and by the way, I'm not against any of these things. Yeah. I like all of this bullshit, but like, what? Ha- how come those are all fine, much closer well, than this would have there's been. There's a lot smaller footprint, I suppose. They're just but a closer footprint. And also, if they're tr- so like, it's the synthetic history, and we are not preserving. Oh well, now Bull Run Plaza with the Marshals <laughs> and the TJ. I mean, that seems like it'll uh, be a very nice tribute to those who died that day. Uh, the, the park would have been bigger. That's sure. what I think. <laughs> they would have been well, bigger. I mean, and they more. had all sorts of blue sky, an RV park, homes. Uh, oh yes. I yeah, guess yeah. you could more argue hotels. they thought perhaps yes, this would become like Disney World. 
and they would slowly take over DC. Oh yeah, 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 yeah possibly. <laughs> if you if it's like an infection, you know, if you let it if you let it fester here for a little bit, little. they'll take over. Don't Olive worry, Garden. the bacterial infection didn't take, but the viral one did. <laughs> and then, where would we be at if Disney had fully imagineered all of Washington DC? Hmm. Would it have been better? Well, all those now. statues would be talking. We know oh, that. Well, we'd like that. Lincoln would say hi to you. That's true. That seems like more fun to me. It does seem like more fun. Uh, uh, the, the fence outside the White House would have little Mickey faces <laughs> on it, so you don't jump it because you get impaled on one of them. As it will if uh, Iger runs. That's Yes, that's a good Whereas point. We're not out of those uh, woods yet. I hope he has those on his mansion. Mansions. Yeah. <laughs> um, I interested. Is this there today? If they built it, then is it there today? Is it radically changed? Because something Drew Taylor pointed out: everything, everything that made it into a park later, the farm and the the old timey uh, theme park, that like that all has changed. That we've like gotten rid of all that. Yeah, at yeah. California Adventure. So, <laughs> so they it was a park that was only the stuff that was like, oh, we got to change this fast. Yeah, Yeah. it's a very good question because it still had, I mean, River Country, I guess, is the closest thing to a closed Disney park, Mm -hmm. right? Am I thinking of any, is there anything else? That's right. That's like the closest thing to any, like Disney ever admitting defeat, essentially. Yeah. Um, And that isn't obviously that crazy of a situation because it's a couple like slides and it's not that big and whatever, but they did let it rot, which there was, of course, video footage of, which they did not like. Uh, getting out there but they didn't protect it that much so obviously they didn't care so much but uh it is an interesting question because i don't think no disney does not want to lose they do not want to close a park they don't want to have to level rides and like yeah that's the end game isn't it yeah and it's the optics of we're going to bulldoze the park called america it's like yeah i i think they would have they would have been pouring money into the sinkhole still to this day and like maybe it would have, I don't know. I'm just imagining like yeah, maybe they maybe in some weird way they end up like selling it to the government, and then it be, kind of becomes nonprofit, and they stop running expensive stuff, and then it's just uh, like oh, you kind of tour some of this the like buildings they've like put up there, but maybe the budget's been way pulled back, and, and it's they sort start of, building houses on some of it. Sure, and it doesn't yeah. just look like blank land. They redo one of the rides to uh, Born on the Fourth of July Mission Access VA Benefits. <laughs> sure, they do. Yeah, they update it in that way, of course. So yeah, I feel like there's some there's some weird middle of the road solution that. Uh, yeah, to keep, where, like, technically, it's still alive. Exactly. That we did not close a park, and we've never closed never. a park. Never. We technically still own some of this, but it's it, it's just like we're just saving. It's just saving face. We're yeah. just saving face. The buildings are operating. You can still buy a hot dog there. You can you can uh, the baseball stadium there. You real games are not played there. <laughs> You yeah, yeah sure it just is a, a genuine stadium yeah, yeah it's just a stadium now yeah or it's just like or literally look, we we won't we don't have anyone doing it but we won't stop you from putting on an old scratchy uniform and run <laughs> around the bases well that's if great you want to put on the show feel yeah, free. a Disney dream weddings is like you go to the base you put on old timey baseball outfits and get married to home plate 
why not? It's all a baseball way. Now it's all right. So umpire marries you today. Disney's America would be mainly a baseball wedding, baseball chapel. Yeah, baseball stadium chapel, and the umpire what marries you? He's ordained. (laughs) I now pronounce you Um, safe. But it's a they just full... <laughs> rebuild. They build a new Casey's quarter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the wedding. Casey's Chapel. Yeah, Casey's Chapel. <laughs> the wedding reception is hot dogs. <laughs> Casey at the uh, what's the thing? Altar. Altar. Thank you. <laughs> uh, am I the asshole for having Casey and Mickey and Minnie at my wedding? But no <laughs> not hot dog paying for the hot dog buffet. <laughs> 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 well, it might have been worth it. Might have been worth it to build the most expensive. <laughs> baseball altar of all time mm-hmm. uh what an insane history though and thanks for going over it with us on this joyous fourth of july mm-hmm. week uh, you survived podcast thread first like marathon one in a minute but there's so it's much to long show sure. over mm-hmm. and uh i hope it was i hope this was an educational but mm-hmm. fun Yes, a blend. I hope that it was was both. Of, so the historians aren't offended, but that it was a, it was almost as fun as almost getting burnt by a vat of right. It was a meal. If, if it was a meal, it was not a full Leno hot dog hamburger meal. There was some of that, but also a little vegetable in there. So it was a good balance. A little bit of what Mavis has to do, which is putting a little bit of broccoli into when Jay's Jay, hot dogs. Or when Jay is sleeping, she drops a little broccoli in his mouth. <laughs> Tiny uh. pieces into Jay's mouth while he's sleeping. If you heard this... Jay, you're having a nightmare. Have you heard this? You have. You have heard about this you have now jay wake up <laughs> they haven't heard about it <laughs> wait, wait wait i didn't say that things you can find us on the social oh, yeah, podcast yeah, the ride. merch is works. available on our two public store and for three bonus episodes a month check out podcast the ride the second gate uh splash tacular's over there a bunch of stuff one more bonus episode every month also on our new tier club three uh that's what you'll find an episode there next week we're taking uh, a little late fourth of july break uh but we wanted to give you that we we had to hit you with some patri that patriotic shit before we took our our well-earned break uh so great check out patreon and thanks for listening goodbye forever dog this has been a forever dog production executive produced by mike carlson Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.